All right, uh, Chick Talk, tell me more. Well, I was going to say we should bring our special correspondent over. Oh, and uh, we're going to, I don't think you should, is what we're hearing from uh, the other. From you don't think you should come over? Why not? You come and talk, dear. You know more about me, more than me about what's going on, <laughs> dear. Don't, don't embarrass me like this. Don't embarrass me like this. Welcome to Sneaky Dragon. I mean Boothby, <clears throat> and I'm David Dedrick. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have. Uh, yeah, you shouldn't have nodded. I shouldn't have nodded when I was taking a Can drink. Can I start any still... time? Yes, but not right now. <laughs> and that's how it goes. Simple rule I follow. We have two episodes to get our act together uh, before our 300th Never! episode. So if you're doing math, uh, the old school way, that means oh. this is episode 298. 298. Yep. Pretty close to a magical number called. This is Sparta. All right, we're doing the Sparta thing. And we're going to start off the show uh, by kicking Steve Skosh into a giant pit. Oh, nice of us. Yeah, we haven't told him that. Well, so you know. If, uh, if you know Steve, don't spoil the fun. Please don't give it away. Uh, but if you, uh, the you know. The kick into the death pit. Well. We just call it that. Dave, we can't afford it's a death really, pit. We can't afford a hole that We can't afford deep. that much. It's a maim hole. It's more. <laughs> It's got some broken glass at the bottom. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So we're throwing our recycling. Yeah. We don't, mostly we use plastic bottles. Make sure you put the glass in the right main pit. Mm -hmm. Don't mix it with the paper pit. Paper main pit. (laughs) That's right. That's right. The plastic bottle main pit. Yeah. And just the straight garbage pit. Yeah. Yeah. You really shouldn't put a a lot of stuff in the garbage pit. Anyway, if you want to see us kick Steve into the hole, uh, that's going to be on August 31st. That is a Thursday. Which the is most convenient normally... night of the week. There you go. That's the night that we normally record the show. That's true. So we're just making this all convenient for us. That's all about us. To hell with anyone else. Sure. And it's going to be at the 8th Dimension Comic uh, Book Shop. Yes. I'm saying that with an E at the end, like it's a real classy shop A. What would be really nice is if we could just lower ourselves down from here... You know, like just have like lower from this through the ceiling and just oh, come maybe. down. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that's talking. saying if we were directly above, but we're not yeah. going to reveal where Hell Kitty Studios is. So, oh. uh, there we go. Uh, <laughs> but let, maybe go to the side, maybe over the left, maybe over the right. You know. Anyway, let's just blah, 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 let's forget all that was said. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, but yeah, August thirty first. Actually, well, you, I didn't even know if where we were actually located. Oh, that's fair enough. Uh, but uh, <laughs> August thirty first, it's at seven o'clock. But show up at like around six thirty. Yeah. And why not wander around, say hi. Sure. Uh, look at some comic books. Maybe buy a comic mm-hmm. book because mm-hmm. uh, it's a very good comic book shop. Uh, all ages comics. Yeah. Maybe not an all ages show. We may have some swears. So uh, heads up on well, that. We don't have to. You know what though? Hey, bring the kids and let them learn some That's swear r- words. That's right. They can learn fuck. They probably never heard that in their lives. What was your first swear word as a kid that you learned? Fuck. Me too. No, I'm just joking. Oh really? I That's don't think it was. I think it was. Uh, I think I copied my father. Okay. Uh, and said Jesus Christ. I think I did Hell's Bells. Because okay. that was the one that he said. I That's remember good. that was the first thing I got uh, scolded for saying. Yeah. And I was like, why do I get scolded? But he just said it. Well, he can say it. You can't say it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, as I've said before, my first day of kindergarten, I'm walking into kindergarten, and outside on the steps mm-hmm. is written uh, in giant letters, bigger than a child, uh, each letter, mm-hmm. uh, fuck. Yeah. And I read that out loud and go, hey, mom, fuck. And uh, get a big scolding. And, and again, realized, uh, well, that I can read is a detriment. <laughs> And uh, the first yeah, thing not, that ever happened to me in school was like getting scolded fair. for being able to read. I think it's really unfair and also understandable but unfair for parents to scold children when they're embarrassed. Because really what you did was admirable. And your mom wasn't scolding you for swearing because what you said was in context to what was on the wall. You weren't. You didn't drop a hammer on your foot go, and go, hey, mom, oh, fuck, what's with all this uh, swears on the <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, right, yeah, the thing, yeah. Huh? What the fuck? It says fuck. By the way, it was also a Catholic school. Fuck. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, like they can judge in the 70s. So... You shut up. <laughs> so I think that, you know, like, you're right. It was a, it was a positive that you read the word fuck on the wall. Mm-hmm. Your mom should have praised you for your reading skills. Yeah, that's not going to happen. But yeah, but she didn't because she was embarrassed yeah. by, by what she did, which is the wrong, wrong reaction to parents. Uh, you know, like you weren't harming someone. You didn't throw a rock and then, then she said, wow, you're a really good pitcher. That would be different, right? You know, like I'm just a little kid uh, surrounded by other little kids and their moms yeah. walking into school yeah. and say, fuck. You observe something. Right before I go into St. Jude's uh, elementary school. Yeah, yeah, but you observed something on the wall. It's uh, not on like the you, ground, yes. You just didn't yeah. say it uh, for the heck of it. That's true. You know, so I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like you got the short end of the stick there is what I'm saying. Yeah. During my more rebellious uh, period, like later on at that school, mm-hmm. I actually wrote something once on the bathroom wall. Oh, did you? What did you write? I wrote the word bad <laughs> in pencil. <laughs> And then I put a little star next to it, a sticker star. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Pretty pretty badass. Pretty brutal. Bad. Pretty bad, yeah. I don't think I I don't think I could bring myself to do that. Mm-hmm. I think I was angry at the time. Yeah, no, I can understand. I can understand. But I just I cannot stand the idea of something being ruined like that. Like the idea of like writing on a door or something mm-hmm. like that. Like that is just like even as a kid, that would just like be too much. How about for me. this? When they although have... I have kicked doors and put holes in them, so I guess I'm really just a big fat hypocrite, is what I'm saying. <laughs> How about uh, when they have the bathrooms and they have the uh, chalkboard? Oh yeah, you write uh, on the chalkboard that's in the bathroom. No, there's no, no need for that. Because people have touched that chalk. <laughs> that's right. I don't right. think people wash that's their hands. Chalk. They don't need. They don't. None of that thorough. They're going to wash my hands before touching the chalk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, you know, when you smell things, you've dealt things in a bathroom. Right. You're smelling like the thing, right? You're smelling like. Like fecal matter okay. is floating around. That's what you're smelling, sure. right? It's not just it's not just the se- yeah. the smell. It's one of the worst like... '90s uh, sitcoms was called uh, Fecal Matters. Remember that one? Fecal, yes. With poo poo curl. Who? Poo curl. What? Poo curl. <laughs> Look, dude, I don't need this. <laughs> what do you mean you don't need it? Yeah, it's fine. You Go walked ahead. right into it. You I asked did. for it. I didn't realize my mouth wouldn't make that shape. I'm a little too de- dehydrated for some words, and I also couldn't fully commit to it. Yeah, you didn't. You kind of hesitated. That's fine. <laughs> he who hesitates is lost. So, and yet haste makes waste. Yeah. So all sayings have a counter one. <laughs> he has, well, no, no, no. But he who hesitates is lost is a little different than haste makes waste. It's the opposite. No, no, it's not yes, the opposite. No, no, no. Okay, go ahead. What's the to difference? be to hesitate doesn't mean that you're like you could be you could you could not hesitate and still do something in a measured manner. Really? Yeah. Okay. I think what the idea of he who hesitates is that when you have an opportunity that you should take that you should take it, not that you should like do it really quickly. But doesn't hesitate meaning uh, you're taking a little time? No, hesitate means that, that you pause before you do That's something. That's taking, taking a little but time. But taking a little time is different than. Can you pause without? Taking let me just say time? this way: if you had the opportunity, yeah. So you have the opportunity to have sex with a girl. That okay. is the that is the last time that you should think that that you should speed through it and just get it done as quickly as you can. Because right? I would so be you shouldn't hesitate. You shouldn't hesitate right. at the opportunity. Uh-huh. But at the same time, you shouldn't try and do it as quickly as you can. Right. And then take off, like a rabbit. Now, should I look before I leap? In which was the context? Same context. <laughs> yeah. No. No. That's there. You go. There's your opposites right there. You found uh-huh. it. Okay. He who hesitates is lost. But look before you leap. So yeah, that's there. You go. That you found it right there. That's oh. your two your two contrary pieces of advice. Cool I can't say it. Still can't. I could write it. Can't say it. What are you trying to say? It doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, we had a love. We've uh, we're not having dinner after. Normally, we have dinner after the show. Uh, I got. Uh, I'm I'm really packed with deadlines before I go on a, going a away. eclipse trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but we've had uh, two dinners uh, this week. 
Uh, first one, we had a little, uh, hey, fun dinner with Nina Matsumoto, our friend. That, that was fun. Uh, kind of a, hey, we got that Sparks thing done. Yes, that's right. Dave's finally finished. We can celebrate. Yay. And yeah. uh, and uh, I celebrated with uh, with uh, with peel and eat shrimp, as did Nina. Yes, you guys. Uh, and you enjoyed it? Yeah, very nice. It was good good shrimp. And you uh, you had? I had a uh, a full, it was like, I don't know what they called it. They just called it like the... The full, the big burger or something. I don't know what it's called. The wavy, wiggity, wiggity, wiggity burger. What was it called there? Loaded burger. The loaded burger. Oh, so it only tastes good if you're loaded <laughs> at the pub. That's maybe, the idea. Drink maybe, a couple of drinks. Maybe that's what I needed. I should have. Should have. Right. And you've mentioned, sorry, now that you've shouted out and broke the illusion. Uh, Lisa's here as well. Lisa's and, here, and Lisa was there as well on Monday. Yes, she was. What did she have? Let's let's. She let's had fish and chips. Fish and chips. Very yeah, nice. yeah. So we all went to aquatic, and you went land. I'm not a seafood guy. Mm. Not a sea. Not a you know. Although I, no, I was gonna do the seafood diet thing, but uh-huh. Were you? it's the oldest, the oldest Bennett Bennett Kerf joke I know, probably. Yeah, no, I'm not. I don't really like. I don't mind fish and chips actually. I do like fish and chips, but presented with a a burger that's loaded mm-hmm. and fish and chips, I I took the loaded burger. That sounds fair. Now, uh, you it was it was actually fun listening to you guys talk about art and your. Why you talked about it too? Well, I don't. I didn't do the art. Oh, okay, okay. But you guys were like sharing your war hmm. stories about the uh, yeah, about I guess. working on the book, and that was sure. nice. It was nice being able to sit back and go, ah. Yeah, well, I think that's it. It was more like a more like we were going breathing, we were exhaling after uh, a long a long period because, of course, Nina did all the drawings, like all the, and she did a lot of drawings because we we saw we saw her roughs. Yep. And then we saw her like sort of penciling and then her inks and stuff like that. Uh, and so we know that all the work she put into it. And then I jumped on her work, and then I was coloring it. And but she was still working on it because I would send her the colors. Yeah. And then we'd kind of have a little back and forth, you know. And she'd make some little tweaks and changes. And then, you know, and like she said, it was like ninety percent of it, the colors that I did w- remained unchanged. But there was a few little things, you know, like that's fine. It's her book, so sometimes I did stuff that she was like, I don't know, doesn't really fly. Or and a lot of the things that she changed were things where I had second thoughts. Okay. And it actually made me when I was. Think about it after. I was thinking, maybe when you're doing art, first thought is best thought. And I don't mean that in terms of editing or refining something that you've done. You're saying he who hesitates is lost. I'm saying that look before you leap. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, they're saying the opposite of that. I'm saying leap. No, no, but no, I don't think hesitation has anything to do with that. I think I think second thoughts is different than hesitation. Okay. But what I mean is like, say, for for instance, I did like a bunch of pavement gray. Like so you, there's plain, pavement, plain old gray pavement, right? Because right, this takes place in the suburbs. That's some right, of and story. so there's some road, there's some sidewalk right. surfaces. So you know, I did them gray. Then when I was looking at back through all these pages, when I was when I was um, getting them ready to send to Nina, I was like, you know what's really dull? Gray. I'm going to change these to blue. So I did, and then I started to like, uh, I can't even describe it. It was just like I was attacked by some sort of mental virus, and I began to like tweak all this stuff lighter and lighter in its blue color till unconsciously it was starting to match the sky mm. and so i started making like this too close a color yeah and then i sent all those off to nina and she's like well this doesn't work because it's all the same blue like it there's no difference you know no difference between the sky and the ground and i was like oh so then she said i'm gonna change this and she sent back the exact gray that i had at the beginning <laughs> And I was so mad at myself because I had gone and I just had this weird compulsion to change all this stuff. And so I joked at the dinner that I was going to write a little sign that said, it's okay to be gray. You know, sometimes when you're coloring, it doesn't need a color. It just needs, it just needs a, a blank, you know, like a white or it needs a gray. Yep. And sometimes it just, it just doesn't need to be, you know, eyes a popping all the time. 
which when you color, it's hard to resist because you do want to like, you know, thrill. You Like when you're doing anything, when you're drawing. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, it's going to be just two characters talking. You don't need to like have the, the camera and quotation marks zooming around the room, up, down, close up, back off, from underneath, up above. You know, like you don't need all that. Like sometimes... You can just have characters talking and just have like a two, uh, you know, like a sort of two camera shot kind of idea, right? Yeah. Where it just goes back and forth. And that can be just as dramatic as all the rest of that stuff. And sometimes doing all that stuff can be distracting to the words, which are also important, right? So, you know, everything kind of should balance out. And so, yeah, it's okay to be gray. But also, it's also uh, sometimes it's better not to have second to like make all those sort of changes. Just go with your first feelings. And at least if those are wrong, you know, that's different than if you were, you know, that's different than like going in and then changing. You know, you know, it's just different, right? Like yeah. you're, I don't Change know. Change it later in the deluxe edition. The fancier No, edition. don't do that. Once you've done it, you've done it. <laughs> I think we've learned from, uh, we were talking a little while ago about. Um, killing joke? The killing joke where um, the, the artist, uh, Brian Boland, went into the story and recolored all of the colorist, John Higgins' colors. Mm. And he said uh, that these colors were done in a hurry. And he was never super happy with them. But when you look at the colors that Brian or John Higgins did in a hurry, I'm going to put that in quotation marks, you can see what absolute color mastery he had because all his colors were all, they were used like kind of to enhance the story, either like through color to symbolize things. So the Joker was green, Batman was this. Yeah. Uh, There's all kinds of different, and then home had this sort of color. And it, so he used the colors in a way to, to kind of give, background to what was happening and to kind of give to kind of enhance the story and then Boland took out Higgins's colors and just basically turned them into DC colors like that you would see in a movie just greens and, and grays yeah. and, and it's very dull and it doesn't really have much to do with the story or anything and, and I'll just go I'm sure we talked about this before but I'll go back to an example that it's, I uh, 300 I episodes we're gonna we're gonna repeat some stories mm -hmm. uh, where there's a scene where Batman is looking in a computer screen and he's trying to search the, for the Joker or something like that. And he's green. He's colored green. And uh, his uh, his butler. Alfred. Uh, e. I was going to say Oswald, and I knew that was wrong. Alfred E. Newman. He's not Alfred E. Newman. What what he worry? He's there, but he he is a different color in the scene. He's like this warm hue. And because he's not poisoned by Joker the way Batman is. Mm. Batman is sort of infected. He's becoming infected by his, his obsession with the Joker. And so the green color re represents that. Well, you take that away, and it's just like a boring gray color. Like, well, well, well that's a good not, point. It's not. It's not as interesting. So I, I don't know what. Uh, so even for for Brian Boland, I would say that too. Go with first the yeah. first choices. You know, there's no need to revise that stuff. Right. You know. Here's a question I've got for you. Because also, no one oh, knows. No one. I mean, I guess you could, but but only if no one knows what your intention was. But you know, you know what I mean. Like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And also, don't worry about having a dumb idea, because uh, the idea for this book was a dumb idea originally, and then it wasn't because it uh, became something that turned out to be good. Um, so go, go with uh, go with your dumb ideas sometimes <laughs> too. Okay. Uh, speaking of Batman, uh, what should uh, what do you think Batman should do about that Joker fella? What do you think? What do, what do you think that guy should do about him? Joker's been uh, fighting Batman for a long time. Yeah. Your opinion? What should he do? Well. He, I don't understand what you mean. Like, well, he keeps putting him I... in the Arkham Asylum. Okay, he keeps breaking out. Mm -hmm. uh, Batman beats the shit out of him. Yeah, puts him back in. Occasionally, he'll kill a Robin. Okay, he'll kill a Commissioner Gordon's wife. Mm -hmm. He'll uh, hurt a bunch of people. Okay. Gets back in the asylum. Yeah. Breaks out again. Mm. Uh, Batman beats the shit out of him. Puts him back in the asylum. What should Batman do about this Joker fellow? What? Well, I don't think the question is what Batman should do with him because Batman is just—he's just a 
branch of of the of the law, right? But he's not justice. Well, he's a vigilante. Yes, he but he's a vigilante. For... He's a vigilante, but his his vigilante ness. I don't know the word vigilance. His vigilance sounds good. His acting as a vigilante, he right. is he acts with with. I know he's acting extra legal, but he's acting within a certain moral place, right? He doesn't. The idea is that he doesn't kill. He doesn't. He captures and hands over to the police. Right. The people that he ca- catches, right? So he's he is law. Like he is, or I should say, he's like a he's like an enforcer of of the law. But he's not justice. So it's not for not for him so to decide. He's not justice. It's not for him to decide what happens right. to to the Joker. Mm-hmm. So it's not his failure. It's a failure of a system that Joker gets put into and What's the allows system him to do re- about the Joker. You're a mayor of Gotham City. Yeah. What do you do about the Joker? You're the governor of the state where the Joker is. Hell, you're the president. Well, I mean, it depends what this. What state does it happen in? Is it New York State? Is that where we're, we're agreeing on? They don't on? say. Gotham City is in a. Does state. this does this state yeah. have death, the death sentence? I believe it. Uh, yes, it does. Okay. Well. But the Joker is insane. Is he? Yes. I don't know about that. He is mentally he... insane. Yes, he's been uh, declared insane many times. So he is insane. He's so he is insane. He is. He is not uh, responsible for his own actions. Well, then, I guess what they do with him is all they can do, then, by by what you just said. Though you know that he's going to escape again. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you got to do. But, I mean, that's the, I mean, that's the, that is the law, the idea that, but I don't think that, I don't think that, that by the definite, the legal definition of insanity, he would be not put on trial, because he knows what he does is wrong. You're only does legal. Does he know what he does is wrong? Yeah, I think he knows. I think he I acts think, like, from a place like of. A, let's look at a Heath Ledger Joker. Yeah, a Heath Ledger Joker actually thinks that the world is wrong. Yeah, and he's got to show the world that how wrong the world is. Okay, and so he does not believe what he's doing is wrong. But that, that's he believes the, it's cruel. Sure, but, but he wrong. knows that he's acting against the world. So he is acting against. Or he's what trying to people... show the world what the truth is. Sure. So he's he is sure. ethical but in his he own is, mind. But he is acting. He is a- he is acting sane within his own parameters of sanity. Okay. So his his acts and his intentions are quote unquote sane in the sense that they're reasonable to him. Mm-hmm. The, to be truly insane and not be liable for what you do, you have to not understand that what you're doing is wrong. You know, like so. I think to him, he his actions he knows his actions are wrong. So he you know in the sense that he is making plans mm-hmm. that have escapes and have you know what i mean like have ruses that allow him to get away cuz he so he's can escape capture okay. so his actions have a, a, a sane sensible element to them mm-hmm. he's not just doing them and then is sitting there in, in in the mayhem and the police come and arrest him and he doesn't understand what happened uh it's actually a very narrow it's a very narrow uh definition of insanity for le- to be legal to be declared illegally yeah. insane so i think that he Especially the Heath Ledger one, for instance, where he's coming at it from a philosophical perspective. You know, so he has this sort of idea of nihilism and, and chaos and things like that. You know, so it's a very intellectual uh, element to what he's doing. I mean, that guy is clearly his. The results of what he's doing are insane to us, but they're sane within a context of, of legal understanding. I would say. Yeah, they don't in the Heath Ledger one. Caesar he, Romero, a guy who puts white makeup over his mustache. Now he is legally insane. Cesar Romero is a criminal and is not in yeah well that's true in that way but in the in the original Batman he was just a criminal who would go to jail yeah he would not go to the insane mm-hmm. asylum mm-hmm. and uh, he didn't kill so yeah he did he would try to kill uh, well you know he attempted murder many times attempted but he didn't kill. succeed he well, um, did he succeed good, that's a good question he may may have been off uh, off camera murders I'm not quite sure 
I'll have to I'll have to look that up. Hmm. Okay. But he has done had plans where he was going to like destroy the city. Hmm. He has to, mm-hmm. definitely every episode he would try to kill Batman and Robin, or yeah. and occasionally a Batgirl. <laughs> yeah. So he had murder machines ready. He had stuff going. Yeah. Yeah, he had his stuff going on, but he wouldn't kill a henchman. Hmm. He would scold a henchman. Yeah. He would flirt with a hench lady. Mm-hmm. But he would do that. Uh, my 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 take on it is uh, is this. Uh, after hearing your discussion. Um, it always bothered me that Batman would basically hand the Joker over to Arkham Asylum. Yeah. Okay. Now you got Batman, and this is a guy who puts so much work into his car. Yeah. And to the Bat Cave. Sure. And all the Bat gadgets mm-hmm. and all the Bat bits, and then he hands them over to Arkham, who goes, "Well, we're gonna put the Joker in behind these bars." Yeah. Oh, hey, Batman. Maybe a little of that tech. Throw it. <laughs> throw it this way to stop it, because sure. clearly the, the the guys you're handing this over to can't handle this. So mm-hmm. give them some of your tech, man. Or and if you can't do it as Batman, Bruce Wayne goes, "Listen, as a citizen, yeah. I want to make sure these murderers don't keep coming out. I gotta fund you a little better. Let's get some better locks on the door." And deal with this shit, because uh, that's the that's the big flaw there. I, I don't think like Batman should punch the Joker if he's uh, if he's not responsible for his own actions, which is how I I look at it. Yeah. Then you can't punch the guy because mm-hmm. you know we're supposed to enjoy the fact that he's punching him in the face and knocking his teeth out. It's like, well, he can't help himself. He's uh, he's as innocent as a lamb. Poor little guy. You know, he can't help it. Poor little clown. <laughs> that guy's going on. And punch uh, the penguin. He's a jerk. Yeah. He's not crazy. Don't you feel we've also just we've also Don't talked a little bit of, either. He's crazy. We talked a little bit about this, which is uh, Chester Gould, the author of Dick Tracy, where I feel like he would just kill the, every villain. Every yeah. Time. The 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 constant return of the Joker is more. More, it's not a reflection of the bad legal system of Gotham, but more a reflection of the paucity of the imagination of Batman writers that they cannot come up with other compelling characters, mm-hmm. and they just keep retreading these these characters. I mean, it's it's a it's an illness not of Gotham society; it's an illness of of a, of a serialized thing where you just have to keep rehashing things over and over again. You know what I. What is Detective Comics at like over three hundred issues or whatever? So I mean, it's just many like more than that. many yeah. more than that. Probably okay, so it's just, oh, okay, so yeah, so I mean, so much recycling Might be more than and that. Might be up to a thousand. Yeah, almost. yeah. Well, what what I think like now it's like it, it didn't make sense in the past for uh, writers to come up with new villains because you'd have this uh, you know if you're on the work for hire system here's this great character I just came up with that I could use myself and something else or I could just give it to DC. Yeah, and I don't make any money off. That's it. That's a point. But now uh creators do get paid for creating these characters so it feels like well you should have a wide variety of new Mm -hmm. villains like if i was working for marvel or dc i'd be trying to come up with whoever the next character would be in the movies because you know then you make the thanos bucks (laughs) yeah yeah. right so that's that's what you want but yeah yeah i think that's the problem is the joker has just gone around the bend too many times and there's no more joker it's pretty it's pretty played out and yeah and you just get that sense of the ridiculousness of it that he's constantly fighting the same person you're like well this is really a very silly system they have in Gotham. It's not. It's really not working for them. They should. And they've made they the Riddler up. a murderer lately, and I'm against that. Yeah. Because the well, Riddler is too smart to kill. I always thought he was the mm. smartest of the bunch because he didn't have to kill. Mm-hmm. You know, he would do all this clever stuff, and his whole thing was like showing up Batman with his smarts. Yeah. Joker wanted to show Batman the world was crazy. Yeah. And that he was wrong in his uh, in in what he was doing. Yeah. The Riddler was just, I'm going to show I'm smarter than you, mm-hmm. and I'm going to give you a clue just to really rub your face in it. What? And uh, there you are. What's the Riddler's real name? Do you know? Well, he says it's Edward Nigma, but there's oh, probably that's right. a different uh, okay. name than, than that's that. That's right. That's right. It seems unlikely, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah. Damn unlikely. <laughs> Turns out he's a woman. His name is Miss Tiri. <laughs> I think there's already a couple of characters with that name. There is, there is Miss Tree. Yes. The uh, character created by 
Terry Max Beattie? Collins? Yeah, Max Collins and Terry Beatty. That's yeah. right. Good good for you. Who I liked. Who? Uh, yeah, I like that character. I did too. Very serious. Yes. And More... she always seemed very stiff. She's a little stiff. She seemed like a, a bit of a, a Barbie doll who couldn't move all the limbs quite, yeah, quite well. A, we, uh, a weakness of the of the artist, but what the hell? It was what the hell? Yeah, yeah what the, the stories hell? were good. The stories were good, and I think they were more inspired by Dick Tracy than by and sort of hard boiled fiction and stuff. Yeah, she's... Have you ever been tempted to do a, a noir, a hard boiled detective type story? Yeah, you. Well, you came up with one. I thought that uh, I thought was great. Oh, P.I. Nokio. <laughs> yes that actually was one of mine but then it's there's too many other pinocchio things out there and i just couldn't in good conscience do it <laughs> I, did not, I did not i thought you just came with that off the, the top of your head no no this was one should i talk about it is an idea that go for it and i think it's a really good one and i, All right, go I, for I would it. love to draw it, which is uh you had this idea of a of a sasquatch i do not remember this at all you don't remember this idea nope. <laughs> finding clothes like finding clothes and dressing in them and becoming a private eye was this Frank Bigfoot? Frank Bigfoot, P.I. Was that yeah. my idea? That was your idea, I've yeah. seen you draw that, and I didn't yeah. realize it was mine. You, you wrote to me, and you said, I have an idea, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, that's a brilliant idea. And so I drew this sort of silly character. But I like the idea of, I sort of enlarged it in my mind, which was this idea that, at first I wanted it, first thing was, okay, it can't be now, it has to be the 70s. Because that's when Bigfoot was popular? That's when Bigfoot was popular, but also, you could, I hear a guy could get away with walking around the streets. Okay. Because I don't want him to be like, I want him to be out of the forest. I want him to be like be interacting with humans. Where, where, who are what cities in? L.A., whatever. You're going to do L.A.? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, who are in December, or maybe Seattle. That would be kind of fun, too. Oh, Seattle in the 70s. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what that would be like. I don't well, know what be, Seattle was like. A lot like Vancouver, probably. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, but, uh, Yellow rain going yeah, yeah. on. Nice. And just, like just the fact that he would be like... You know, wearing like a James Garner kind of style. Yes, definitely open shirt, James Garner. Yeah. You know, jacket, dress. You know, uh, and then, uh, and then people would be like interacting with him. Never quite sure if he was like they don't really remember him after they've had interactions with him. Like they keep yeah. forgetting. You know, like they and don't if remember. Someone, sa- if someone says uh, yeah. that I think I saw him. It was a Bigfoot. Yeah. Uh, or he was a Sasquatch. Yeah. Don't believe him. Yeah, yeah. Anytime they try to take a picture of him, it's blurry. <laughs> and I just like the idea of this this guy. Like for the the first issue would be him just walking through the woods doing his thing. Yeah. Maybe he falls down a hill and he finds this burned out car mm-hmm. or a crashed car and this body there, and finds a suitcase with a bunch of clothes in it, and so he decides on a whim to dress up in these clothes. They happen to fit him because the guy was big. Okay. And uh, then he decides, well, I'm going to find out what happened to this guy. So then he starts, he gets information from his wallet or whatever and then tracks. By the way, if this was uh, directed by David Lynch, yeah, you find out uh, it was a bit of a time loop oh. and that car crashed and those were his clothes the whole time. Whose clothes? Bigfoot's clothes. Oh, okay. The whole time. Okay. Yeah, he's the body in the car. If there's a body in the car that burned up. Oh, because it's a David sounds Lynch more, thing. Sounds more Ellen Moore. So he... This guy's this guy's consciousness has gone into the into the the dead guy's consciousness has gone into the forest and has been reborn as a as a Sasquatch. Wow, that's not at all what I said. Um, <laughs> but go the go your own route. No, I don't. Like, I don't. don't yeah, I don't like that idea. Out. I don't think be okay. funny like an actual Sasquatch and just. Uh, yeah, it's totally fine. Yeah, he just uh, there's a big yeah. guy and yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, is the is the guy who crashed the car? Is he in the car? De- dead? Is he a body? Well, we, or yeah, just... he's just the only body there. But there is a body. Yeah. Okay, dead body. And the car has been crashed, so it's likely that he was killed, and then the car was pushed down the hill and smashed up or whatever. Well, now, because there's... Oh, now, does he put the clothes from the guy on he, himself, or are there clothes in the trunk? I was saying, there's a suitcase there as well. He so he was, on the, he was on the run. He was ready. He was going somewhere. I don't know. Well, you don't pack a suitcase if you're not going somewhere. Uh, that's probably true. Yeah, he was yeah. on the run. Or someone tried to make it look like he was... 
leaving town, and so they packed a suitcase oh, packed and his clothes and stuff make like it that. Oh, the suitcase it look like he just yeah, drove so the woods he, and crashed. Yeah. Oh no, no, just that he disappeared. So someone's like, "What happened to him?" And they're like, "Well, a suitcase is gone and his clothes are missing." So he must have left town, and we don't know where he went. Right, but with that, you could just throw the suitcase and the clothes in the garbage and say that those are missing. He, they actually packed the suitcase and put well, they it wanted in to the take trunk. his. They had to take his car, so they just threw it in the you know, through him. Right, but they they also and, did pack that. Yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, and they took it away, and then they. Now, when they were packing that suitcase, mm-hmm. did anything fall uh, fall in from while they were packing? Because they were probably packing in a hurry. No, I wouldn't want it to be that easy. Uh, All right, that easy to find. Nothing was uh, nothing was there. It's and no prints on the suitcase when they were packing it. I don't know. Mm, maybe he's not a. He doesn't have a detective set. He's just a. He's a Sasquatch. I understand that, but he's still got the. He's got a. He's got he throw a, away the case, the suitcase. I don't know. Here's the thing: if you're a, if you're a Sasquatch, you, you think he's gonna make friends with the police? Not he can't. The, he can't be friends with the police. He's a hard-boiled detective. Not with the police. It's got to be a, aggressive. He's opened the trunk. Yeah. He's found the. He's found the suitcase. A suitcase was thrown clear of the car when it fell down the mountain. Fair enough. So the suitcase is thrown clear of the car. He's mm. opened up the suitcase. Yeah. There's a set of clothes in there. Yeah. Probably more than one set of clothes. Because yep. you don't pack one set of clothes. That's right. So if you're a Sasquatch and you put on the set of clothes and go, these fit. Yeah. Do you then go and fuck the rest of the clothes, or do you like hide the other clothes somewhere? Because now you got two sets of clothes. I'm sure, you just took it back to his house. Yeah. So yeah. he's still got the case. Well, you wouldn't like chuck the case yeah, out no, and no, no. I agree carry the loose clothes. I agree. With you. So he's still got the fingerprints on that suitcase if he wants uh, to use those later on. Sure. If he can find someone who will dust for prints for him, I don't know. He's a Sasquatch, but okay. Maybe he meets, I don't know, someone else. I don't know. Okay, what makes him a PI really... then? What makes him a PI? How's he get into that business? Well, that, then, you know, once he solves this case. What's the, uh, the case of the murder? The case of the guy? murder of this guy. Okay. Then he kind of thinks, oh, this is sort of fun. I'm going to. So he puts like an ad in the paper, in the yellow pages, a little picture of himself. Frank Bigfoot, P.I. Okay. So he doesn't have the ability to desk for prints, but he does have the ability to put an can, ad in the paper. He can phone a newspaper and get an ad and in the paper. And with a photo yeah. of himself. But yeah, I'm just Wait, wait how does he put a photo of him? He doesn't put a photo of himself. It's a drawing. Have yeah, you, not, drawing. Seen, have you not seen the Rockford it's a, Files it's one? It's a drawing. Yeah, yeah, it's a drawing. You're it's right. a pen. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. he can't get a picture taken of him because it's always a yeah, blur. Yeah, yeah. This is totally going to be like, in my mind, it would be like a Rockford Files thing. Absolutely, it's Rockford yeah, Files. Yeah. It would, okay. But with, only with the Bigfoot doing Now, the, who does he talk to? Because he's got to talk to somebody. He's got well, to share his problems yeah, with someone. Yeah, he'll... He a knows, drunk? No, no, he'll... Uh, yeah. uh, I would prefer that he meet up with someone who was ye- sort of younger than him. A priest who's got like a Boys Town thing? No, 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 no. No, no, I... A guy working at a uh, bar, restaurant? Well, he needs two things. He needs uh, he needs a person who's always on the on the make... Always on the make. Yeah, I was on the like. I was trying to scam people. Okay. And then he needs a, a woman who who's there to help him out. Who's a serious, who's seriously there to help him. Not like this other person who's okay. a loose cannon. All right. So this person who's always on the make. Do they hell is uh are they? So that's your angel. Yeah. From Rockford Files. Of course. Do they have a, a straight job as well, and they're uh, scamming on the side, or are they got no, no, full time on the make? Yeah, yeah, just full time. Uh, okay. So, so full time Seattle hustler. Full time Seattle hustler. That's right. Okay. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Yeah. And where's where's he meet the uh, woman? Where's what's that going on? <sighs> I maybe she's a newspaper like where's a newspaper? She's a reporter. Yeah. Wait, was she trying to solve this Bigfoot situation that people are Not the Bigfoot situation. No, no, no. Just she's, the murder. Just the murder, yeah. Okay, yeah. did she ever go like I should crack this Bigfoot case because it seems what like Bigfoot this guy case? might oh, he might be a Sasquatch. No one remembers that. Well, that seems confusing. Like it seems like it seems like she would notice that this is odd. No one ever does. She doesn't pick up it's on it. It's the weirdest that. thing. It's the weirdest she thing. Never picks up on it. No. Nope. Okay. No. Nope. No, no one, because that's big. That's kind of, I guess maybe that's there's a magical thing about them that mm-hmm. people just don't remember them. Now is he uh, very strong? Like you've walked through the woods. I have walked through the woods, and you've right. seen a Bigfoot. Uh huh. You so, just didn't remember. I know. I'm from BC. Of course. Yeah, you saw. You, you've seen several of them. Now are you count. You just cannot remember. Wait, them. are you counting Bigfoots as Sasquatches and Yetis? Are they three separate things to you? Yetis are totally separate, of course. Okay, Yetis and are different probably things. made up, unlike Sasquatches. Okay. Yeah. 
No, no, because you just don't, yeah, you see them, but you don't remember them. Now, here's here's what you probably don't remember. Okay. Is that I had a dinner once with Bobcat Goldthwait. Okay. Remember this dinner I told you about? Sure. And Bobcat Goldthwait was doing a movie about Bigfoot. Yep, yep. And, uh, and, and one of the things that he discovered, because it was kind of like a documentary, but fictional movie movie. It's, uh, it's Blair Witch Project, but with a, with a Sasquatch. Absolutely. Uh, but one of the sheriffs who was helping him on it uh, was an erotic Bigfoot uh, uh, fiction writer. And he had, uh, yeah, he had a book that was like, I want to say uh, Yeti or Not. I think that was the name of his okay. book. Okay. And I, I, I suggested Sasquatch Out. Uh, but there, he's, he is by far not the only person who has written these books. Mm-hmm. Much like the erotic uh, ladies and dinosaurs yeah. fiction that's out there. Though that is more popular. Yeah. Uh, there is erotic Bigfoot fiction okay. out there as well. Okay. So I'm just saying, you've got I don't that. need that in my... No, no, you do need that. <laughs> because that is who's going to buy this book no matter what. Okay. They're going to be okay. going by on the shelf and they're going to go, what's this? Frank Bigfoot. Yeah. Sold. Do you want to know what it's about? Nope. Don't care. Bought <laughs> immediately. That's your first. That's your first copies out the yeah. door. Yeah, you know, it would be kind of actually. It would be kind of funny if she was uh, looking for Bigfoot, but she doesn't realize that he's Bigfoot. She's kind of Kolchak the night Stalk- the night stalker, mm-hmm. but a, a female Kolchak the night stalker who no one who's a good reporter. Yeah, but is kind of obsessed a little bit about. I like the idea Bigfoot, that she's a female Kolchak the night stalker, but doesn't realize that this person that she's working with on this case, yeah. is Bigfoot. And everyone comments on the fact that he's really hairy, mm-hmm. but no one seems to realize that he's the Sasquatch. Right. Do they think he's like Greek or something? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I don't want to get too specific because then you ruin it. Is he ever in a hot tub? I don't. No, I think I don't. I think he'd avoid that because follow, follow up. Okay, because here's ahead. the thing: he'd be like yeah. a sponge, and all the water would just be in his fur. Yeah. And people would just be sitting in an empty barrel. I could see him like, uh, yeah, that's true. But that's what I think would be fun sometimes. It's like he gets knocked into good. a hot tub. Yeah. And he has to like chase, but he's really heavy and he can't <laughs> run good. That'd be good. Sure. Yeah. Sure, sure. That's good. So here's the other question. Okay. What kind of car is he driving? Or does he drive? Well, I can't imagine that he'd drive because his feet are so big. Oh. It'd be hard for him to drive. So he would just sit. She would be the driver and he would be the. She drives. Yeah. And I would ah, picture then, okay. I would picture her driving like, like kind of an old fashioned Citroën. That's what she, that her dad left for her or something like that. Or like a. Like a Morris Minor, kind of like like a British car, like a small, like it has to be a small car though, okay. like a ridiculously small car for him to be in. Right. So he's sort of hunched over, you know, in this car, taking a lot of the car space, and she's she's there too. Right. And does he like what he's doing as a job, or is he like, uh, oh, no, no, so hard. no, no? I think he, I think he does it because he he enjoys it. Like he, he does enjoy. He's it. you know he's sort of an aimless. You know, your life as a Bigfoot isn't really that that right. uh, goal orientated. So here's his chance. Have like this kind of focus in his life, and he's really he's really enjoying it. Right, and so the first story is he solves the first mystery. Yeah, and then yeah. decides, you know what? Here we go. We're gonna yeah, yeah. do more. He decides. And she gets to write about the mystery. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, what's the hustler character get out of this? Well, that's what's a good question. I, I introduced him because I, I I like the angel character, but I, you know, I think that he would need someone though because he's just an innocent forest creature. He would need someone that would be would know the streets. Do you think the the hustler is taking advantage of him sometimes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Getting For a free sure. coffee off him or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course, free, free whatever. Free whatever. Whatever he can get. Maybe free. he's actually helping, uh, uh, unknowingly helping him with some scams. Exactly. Well, he also he needs know. the hustler needs muscle. The hustler needs well. That's why they eat at Ivor's Acres of Clams, as he loves. Oh, because that would still be around, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Back yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah. Be a big deal. In do those a Bigfoot like a clam? Why not? I don't know. You tell me. Of course What's they do. Character? Of course they do. They're like bears. They like 
Because in my in my imagination, they're like bears. The open the opening of like the story would be him walking along. Like Winnie the Pooh. He crosses the street. Cut off shirt. The red shirt. No, no, no. He crosses the street. Oh, bother. He's just he's just furry. He's walking along. Oh, furries! You would also get them. Uh, okay. That's the second. I knew you were going to. I knew you were going to go there. I knew you were going to go there. Out the door. So then he's crossing like through a stream, catches a fish. Yeah. He's munching on the fish, gets a bit carried away, trips down a hill, and then he finds the finds the car and the body. Oh, nice one. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. like I, I always kind of picture them being kind of they have like a, a little bit of bear in their their culture. You I would know, also like say if he's berries, just, fish. If he's just been like. in the stream. Yeah. He is heavy with water. Uh, he just walked through it, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got it. But he's still like picking sure, a bunch sure. of water. Yeah. So that would make him one a little slippery footed and also a bit heavy bottomed. Yeah, yeah. And that would uh, go with it. It would idea. be a good tumble down the hill with a lot of water flying everywhere. Yep. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, in the second <laughs> chapter, okay. I think that's when he goes up against uh, the Loch Ness mobster. <laughs> now, cool. All he needs is 350. He's just, yeah, I'm picturing that. Here's, and again, don't go with this idea because this is a terrible idea, but so is every terrible idea. It's going to be good. Sure, sure. I think. I think uh, the you 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 really tease that the leader of the mob is a real badass okay. that everyone's scared of, okay. super scared of, but you yeah. never see them. Mm-hmm. They're always in shadow. Sure. And then when you finally do see it, it's just yeah. this like uh, a dino head. It's a real twist. His name is Elliot Nessie. <laughs> there you go. Huh? And uh, he's there. And like one of the guys betrays him, right? And uh-huh. it's just like, you know, come closer. I just want to, you just, uh, come here, come closer. Yeah. I just want to say something to you. Yeah. Oh, and he just eats him. And like, oh, no, no, eats no. a Bigfoot? Because he's a, no, 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 no. Oh, he just eats a guy. He eats the guy. Okay. Uh, who Some betrayed henchmen. him. Because Some henchman. Henchman, okay. yeah. Because okay. he's uh, the Loch Ness mobster. Mm. And uh, he's got the Scottish accent, which is also great. I like the Scottish like, accent. A Scottish mobster. Yeah. Ah, come on, laddie. Yeah, yeah. L is forgiven. Get uh, closer to get first, closer to your wee old first, mobster. Ah, well, yeah, yeah. you. At first, go. I was resisting because I, I kind of would like it only to be like only Bigfoot, like, yeah. ke- you know, keep other mythical creatures out of this. We don't want like a bunch of centaurs running around and whatnot. But I do like the idea of a Scottish gangster. I mean, I would just why have the Loch Ness? Why have him even be this be a Scottish monster? So he doesn't monster. have to be the monster. Yeah, he could just be a... He's the, he is literally the Loch Ness mobster. Yeah, yeah. It's the Scottish he's from, mob. He's from that, Loch Ness. That's, work, that's worked their way to Seattle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're going to start here sure. and work their way around the yeah, country. Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like it. Or they're like... Uh, they're, they're a secret society that's been in, in North America for a long time. They came over with like the Hudson's Bay Company and, and uh, you know, because they used to draw a lot of sailors from, from the uh, Scotland. So, yeah. Okay. So my question now to you is, mm-hmm. why are you doing this podcast right now when you could be drawing this story? <laughs> doing this podcast is fun. I know it's it's fun. Yeah. But you're leaving money on the table. This I don't is think gold. there's a lot of money in this school. In the Frank Bigfoot story? Yeah. Dude, I've already told you one. The erotic Bigfoot market. You got to have one. You don't, don't listen, and you don't have to, and you don't no. even have to have them making love. Yeah. You just have to have them. They give each other a look and then like turn away shy. That's enough. Okay. That will launch a thousand slash fix. And you'll be fine. Okay? <laughs> Boom. Just a little longing sure, look. Okay. That's all you need. So you just want like shipping to go on. I don't have to do it myself. Yeah, big ship. Okay. Uh, is what you want. <laughs> uh, and then... Uh, the good and, ship lollipop. There you go. Mm-hmm. And so there's a little bit of that. So you got that. Yeah. And that also gets you the furries. Done. Sure, sure. Boom. Sure. Uh, taken care of. And that's your expenses paid. If you need to kickstart it, <laughs> they'll give you all the money. Absolutely fine. Uh, and then you can do whatever story you want. Now, mm-hmm. so you, is, what would this be? Would this be a graphic novel? Would this be a miniseries? What would you do it as? Uh, Ideally, how would you like to see it in a store? Yeah, a graphic novel, I think. Novel like a series of each, one. each story would be one graphic novel. One like graphic each novel, w- each episode or whatever of the, of the story. Okay. And then and you could figure out like a kind of a, a continual kind of above the story arc of just him. Right. 
whatever his own problems. So whatever uh, they are, whatever problems. And Big have you Fitz got a have. mystery for him to solve in this? In the who, second one? No, 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 no. The first one, like who? Uh, oh yeah, the guy who murdered the guy. Yeah, but have you got that? Oh no, head? I don't. I don't care about that stuff. That just that makes it that, <laughs> that makes itself up. But by the end, you know, they go through all this thing and it's like, <laughs> so Frank, who do you think did it? Ah, I don't care about that stuff. I just like the process, <laughs> no, no, and I, that's how it ends. And it's just like he really I loses think, his focus. I think he just doesn't be, give a fuck. He's just eating a fish. <laughs> I think that would. I think <laughs> that would lose it. Another hill. I think that would lose a suit of armor, and then he becomes a knight. Yeah, I think that would lose lose the audience. Probably. No, no, I, I mean, me personally, like that's that's like the last thing I think about is the. Well, here's my question to you. Then I'm gonna I'm Johnny questions right but now. But what I what I would like okay, is to find when they did the Rockford Files, there was a, a one guy, and they hired him, and his job was to create plots mm. for Rockford Files because when they were selling the show. They needed the network said, "Well, we need like what stories you're gonna do? Like, what's your what are your story ideas?" They're like, "Uh, they had written like the pilot." And they're like, "Okay." So they hired this guy, and he just sat down, and he did like fifty plots, like just a whole bunch of stories. And they were like, they made up fifty of the following episodes of the Rockwell Files, like all these stories that he just sat yeah. down, and he just took like simple noir ideas and just sort of turned little twists and stuff on them. He's a really clever guy. He's credited for all the stories and stuff. I can't remember his name at the top of my head. Sorry. But yeah, that was his job, and he just created all these stories. And so I feel like you could just sort of read the like read uh, a synopsis of of very you know of noir stories, yeah. and just sort of twist them a little bit, you know, by the fact that it's a, a Bigfoot. Yeah, I was going to ask you if like when you're writing this, if you would write the ending first, figure out the mystery, how it all went down, or if you would do your linear thing where you're just yeah, writing I, it I prefer linear. I prefer linear and story. Then, uh, and then justify it as you go, then go back and do yeah. a rewrite and figure it out. Yeah, if you're going to do it that way, yeah, that's how I would do it. Yeah, I would prefer I prefer linear stories because the reason I prefer linear stories is what we were talking about a little while ago is if you put an if you put a concrete end to your story, your characters will never come alive because they can't they cannot veer from the trajectory that you've made for them too much. Otherwise, they spoil your they'll they'll, spo- they'll possibly spoil the ending or you're you're forced to constantly put them back into their their little channel they're supposed to follow to the end of your story. Whereas if you write linearly, their characters can kind of create their own story as they go with, in the back of your mind, an idea of what you want. Yeah. But really how you get there is is not super important. But, you know, you'd, you'd have like various points along the way of things that you want to do. But, you know, sometimes, you know, once the character's real, you know, they make up their own, they make their own story yeah. and you have to, you have to deal with that. And, uh, yeah. But I guess if you're going to, I, I mean, if I'm serious about, if I'm serious about the idea of stealing hard-boiled uh, kind of cl- cliches yeah. and turning them in. But I mean, that's where it would become different, though, is the fact that you're writing it in a linear manner. And, you know, those cliches will become a little bit different as you go because you're it's a different milieu. It's a different character. What I, what I found in the mysteries, I've, which have mostly been Simpsons related, but yeah. there's been ones where, you know, like I did uh, The Death of Comic Book Guy. Yeah. And uh, that one actually had a whole bunch of twists and turns and links and loves and was like, how do I kill him and bring him back to sure. life and justify this? Mm-hmm. And what I did was I uh, I just went, what are the scenes that I want okay. that I think are the exciting scenes that I want? Yeah. And then I, I, I wrote those down Then I, and they seem like impossible for these characters to do. Yeah. Like there's stuff like, and then he comes back to life. Well, how mm-hmm. the fuck does that happen? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but then you got to find a way uh, of doing it so that well obviously this is the only thing that could possibly happen yeah like why would this character try to kill this character they wouldn't 
Except now you've got to find a, a reason why, of course, they would. Mm-hmm. And it's the only option. And if you read it and then go back, you'll go, well, of course, that was the only thing they could have possibly done. But it was a ridiculous thing, you know, when it initially conceived. But you got to make it make all the sense of the world. Yeah. You know, you got to. But I think that's the thing with most mysteries. It's like, why would this guy, this dentist, uh, decide <laughs> to murder his wife yeah. for the insurance? That's a stupid thing to do. But now you got to, like, go back and go, like, here's the reasons that mm-hmm. he would have to do this. Yeah, yeah. And now you completely buy it. But yeah. he wouldn't, because murder's mm-hmm. dumb. <laughs> like, how do I make this character not dumb and make him do that? Well, this, 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 this. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. thinking, like, the easiest show in the world would be uh, to write would be Columbo. Because you show the murder right away? Yeah, and the murder, it's never super duper clever. It's, like, sort of clever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sort of clever. There's, yeah. like, one thing that they do that covers their tracks. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, I'm going to murder this person, but I'm going to be across town, but I'm going <laughs> to set up a thing that'll kill him. Yeah. And then you show that. And then literally for 90 minutes, it's just dicking around <laughs> character wise. Yeah. That's what makes it so interesting, though. And then the second that he figures it out, roll credits, the end. Yeah. It's just like, and that's why you did it. Yeah. Bah, credits. Done. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, no yeah. Well, how's he feel about that? Or, yeah, you know, yeah. he went, went to jail or trial. Well, nope. We- we know what he thinks about it because we get to experience his his guilt or his whatever through the story, mm-hmm. like throughout the story, his reactions to Columbo or how he feels about what what's happened. You know? Yeah, and it's a tricky thing too because you spend so much time with this character who is a reprehensible character that mm-hmm. we know they, they killed the person. Yeah. Uh, it's like, how do you not gain sympathy for that person? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they have to like, you know... Start Usually off, they belittle Columbo. That's that, right. They that start off a... charming snobby yeah. and then they get dickishly snobby mm-hmm. and then they get mean snobby and yeah. by that point, that's when he snaps the trap. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and you get it. No, it's and a well, it's a well, right? Yeah, there. yeah. More than anything, yeah. And and it's a well, it's a obviously a well well done show. And you're right. It's interesting because most they're not super super criminals. They're just people who murder someone. They're just banal people who want money. Yeah. Are jealous. Want out of a marriage. Whatever. Like whatever reasons. Whatever common reasons there are for murdering people. That's all it is. They're never. There is an episode that happens in a, in a Mensa. A Mensa society style, like a Mensa style mm. society, and it's a clever, a cleverly done sort of uh, actually works sort of. Um, you know the uh, Preston Sturges film, Unfaithfully Yours. Yes. They also did a remake with Dudley Moore. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, where he, where Rex Rex Harrison creates this elaborate. He's a composer or a conductor, and he yeah. creates this elaborate uh, murder trap for his wife, and then attempts to put it into action. It's just a disaster all through and through. And whereas this Mensa one, this Columbo episode, it actually is one of those sort of, you know, Rube Goldsberg style machines that actually uh, succeeds in its its thing. And then, yes, Columbo proceeds to ruin all his, uh, who thinks he's much smarter than Columbo. And that's that's the unpleasantness yeah, the one, of the Yeah, the only Columbos that don't work for me are the ones where Columbo literally just finds something in the last 10 minutes mm. and he trips on a quarter yeah. and looks at the quarter <laughs> and goes, ah, and then he gets it. Yeah, it's like, yeah. no, Columbo should know... Like from the get go, yeah, yeah, always That's, get get it, yeah, yeah, and just keep keep piling on, piling mm-hmm. on, piling on, mm-hmm. piling on. That's it. He knows who did it. He just doesn't know how or or how to prove that they did it. That's know? right. So that's and so it's all just like reveal, reveal, mm-hmm. reveal, mm-hmm. reveal, reveal, done. And the and the best ones are ones where there's a lot of interaction between the one of my favorite ones is one with Johnny Cash as the murderer. Oh, I've never seen that one. Oh yeah, it's quite good because his character oh, is not nice. his character is an unsympathetic. It's a weird, mm-hmm. it's a really weird show. And, and yeah, I just remember that's when I, I was watching while I was drawing uh, Rounders. That's how long ago I saw that episode. Because so they just play them on uh, A&E yeah. before they started 
telling us all about hoarders and people on people, <laughs> people being challenged for their drug use. Uh, in the old days, they played mysteries. That's how they that's how they entertained us with their arts. Yep, arts and entertainment. Arts and Where's entertainment. the arts now? <laughs> Where's the arts? Where's Show the entertainment? The they used to have uh, yeah, they used to have like opera. Did they? I don't yeah, remember the they, opera. They used to have opera oh, on there, wow. and then Bravo took over that mm. and uh, sort of went that way. Well, yeah, like, and they keep kept hiving things off because they had like biography, which is a really popular show, and it was so popular they just created like a biography channel. Yep. And, and then that killed it. And that killed it, of course. Yeah, because there's only so much biography you can take. Like, what was nice about biography was that it was, you know, one hour a night or one hour a week or whatever. But they had, but the other problem was it was the same formula over and over again. To you know, uh, humble beginnings, mm-hmm. still photos of, uh, of uh, black and white photos, mm-hmm. and this and then and then the sure, one sure. big break. Yeah. But then uh, no. But then yes. But then build. But then more. But then great. But then the fall. Yeah. But then what? But then it was now things are okay. Yeah. Are they though? No, they're probably not. I mean Or they're dead. And uh <sighs> it's sad. But we remember. And that's okay because yeah. the influence, it's fine. Happy ending that shit somehow. I I guess. It was. It was the same formula every time, which is like every rock uh documentary is. And the and the big, 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 big the fall. There's gotta but be But they're still working today mm, on the next album. Yeah, Will it be as yeah. big as the last ones? No, it won't. It will not be as big as the last ones last ones. That'll be impossible. I think the best documentary would should is one where they they have a a one story to tell. You know, so it's not like the whole career. Mm. You just have like that one period or whatever to tell and that those are the most interesting ones to me. It's a kind of like reading an article like I was a little while ago I was reading about uh, the MC5 the Motor City 5 okay uh, who are a band from Detroit and they no were no relation to MC Hammer no relation at all okay uh, and if anything they were five above him okay and they were kind of like the sort of the next big thing like sort of signed as the next big thing like they're like these guys are rocking Detroit they're gonna rock America you know these guys are gonna come flying out and they're just gonna take the country by storm which was kind of a silly way to look at it because the detroit scene was so particular like it just couldn't it's not something that could translate to the to the rest of america but electra tried so but what was interesting i just was reading this one story about them uh kind of doing sort of their big their big kind of like here we are in new york we're gonna play for you guys and it was like a big industry show and everyone was going to be there and stuff like that but then there was like these this uh group of people uh uh like the sort of like activists sort of semi-terrorist organization in this area of new york called up against the wall motherfuckers and they were going to like and they had this ongoing battle with bill graham over the over his uh, filmer east and so this is where the mc5 were going to play and so they got embroiled in this political situation and in detroit they were very political they had like a lot of you know anti uh you know pro-pod anti-war kind of stuff that they are involved in and so they kind of they ended the situation, came into this situation. They're kind of like, Hey man, we're used to all this stuff. We can, we can play, you know, we can make peace between all these parties and this and that. And it just got into a total shitstorm and the whole thing just became a disaster. And it's actually a really fascinating article. And I would rather read, I'd rather just watch a documentary about that yeah. than the whole MC5 career, you know, from this yeah. to that. Because, yeah, you got I a mean, cutter yeah, you got like, and, then, yeah. and it's a little, and of course, like, um, like every, you know, it's kind of that. Uh, I just love the saying uh, from uh, a Dada's painter I love, Fran- uh, Francis Picabia. I always want to say Picabia because I'm I'm a I'm an American person or North American person, but he was Spanish, so it's probably like Picabia or whatever. And he was this great painter from the and the Dada's time. And he had this saying, which is, uh, "There's two people in the world: failures and then no ones." Which is true because you can't 
I mean, even yeah. when you become great, there's going to be a time in your life when you aren't great or, yeah. or your end of your career is going to be not great or whatever. And that's just what you have to face as part of your, whatever, your arc of your life. But even though that's true, we don't have to see it every time, you know, where it's, you know, Alice Cooper, so popular, then became a drunkard, you know, and then, oh, let me to watch the drunkard times. And then, and then, you know, interviews with him where he's like, mea culpa, so sorry, you know, I did this, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, why not just have like Alice Cooper at, at your greatest? Like, just go out on top. Like, we don't need to, to know all, like, the slow descent into banality or whatever. And now he's golfing. Hooray. You know, like, who cares? Right. Well, as a documentary filmmaker, you get to choose where you want to end it and where yeah. you want to lead it. Yeah. And, and what you what you figure out is, like, oh, all lives have these highs and lows. And yeah. you can, like, you know, yeah. end it here. Things are great. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Or, I mean, if you want, you could do, like, you could start in the alcoholic years and finish with them coming out of that time period. That would be interesting. That would be more more interesting than starting high or starting low. Here they are, they're leave Detroit or Phoenix wherever they lived. I think I think they were from Phoenix. But anyhow, they wherever they go, then you know, meeting Frank Zappa getting signed, and this career starts going up and they meet Bob Ezra and then whoop, really high, do their greatest albums and then back down again and yeah, it's interesting. It's like when I uh, used to read uh, the comics journal, and it would be interviews with uh, cartoonists I really liked. Yeah. And I'd go like, man, Long skip, interviews. skip the first two pages. Because <laughs> the first two pages were all just like, how'd you get started? Yeah. Well, I was growing up in this, and I blah, blah, blah. Well, everyone's got basically the same origin story. Everyone's got that. And I yeah. tried to figure it out, and then I figured it out, and here's when I started figuring it out, and I kind of became myself. Mm-hmm. And it's fine. Like, it's good to read those two pages. If you I, always, to, I always enjoyed if, them. Yeah, good, good. If you want, if you want the, uh, you know, if you want the, hey, maybe I could do it too. Maybe yeah. they're a person. That's part well, of that's it. great. But I'd like to read. I'd like to read something that the person who is now is saying yeah. basically about what they did. You know, and so I usually like skip ahead and, mm-hmm. uh, and and get to that point. And I find that with almost all biographies, it's just like a young man growing up. Yeah. And uh, yeah, of course he did, because he did. You had everyone shit their pants. Yeah. And everyone had to walk and get a bike. And that's great. Okay. The, now let's just get on with it. The reason I read those pages is because you would learn about things that maybe you didn't know like things that they read or or yeah. were interested in or Very authors they liked yes. and that's what i you know like for me as a as a young reader you know you would go you would read say you'd discover someone or someone would recommend someone to you and you would read that person and then you'd be like well who else is like that who else who influenced them and then that would lead you from person to person and you would discover you know various authors or you know that's just that's a great feeling you know when and sometimes people recommend someone to you and it's great yeah but often when people recommend things you're like yeah yeah i'll check that out I uh, never do. But when you read, uh, say, Evelyn Waugh, and he really liked Ronald Furbank, then you're like, well, I, I got to read this Ronald Furbank. I got to find out who this is. Mm-hmm. This is a really obscure person. Then, uh, you know, I'm going to read his books. You know, and then you read, you read Ronald Furbank, and you're like, okay, that was really good. Uh, who influenced him? Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to read uh, Max Beerbohm. So I'm going to read that, and that's going to be really interesting, too. And then I'm going to keep going back in time as I find more and more influences on, you know, and so that's this takes you from your little humble beginnings reading uh, whatever and you just keep kind of branching out and discovering new things it is cool seeing those things are all connected yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i usually like uh, i like uh joining uh joining it in in process again i when i like watch a tv show i like starting with the second season quite often Mm -hmm. if it's gone on for a while i'm just like i'm gonna start with uh, episode one of the second season because at this point they know what they're doing and they've got something to say okay and i know they're gonna really try hard with the second season's uh episode one so you don't want to land hard you don't believe in the sophomore slump then 
I do believe it, but I believe I want to give them the dignity of I'm going to ignore it and I'll just join you when you've got your act together. Okay. You know? It's so a, The Sophomore I, Slump is your second season. Oh, is Or that your right? second album, yeah. Because uh, usually, like, for a band, when they put out their first album, it's going to be super great. Right. Because they've got all these songs they've been sitting on for a couple of years. And then they get this chance to, like, do their songs and they have the enthusiasm and the music and stuff like that. Yeah. And then they're touring and they're doing publicity. And then the record company says, we need a new album. And then they're like, ooh, okay, we use all our deal. songs. Now we got to write songs while we're on the road and we're doing all this. We're working hard and, and now we, you know, we don't have the time and now we got to produce some great songs. And I guess that, do, that does happen. And, you know, you get a second season of yeah. uh, Twin Peaks and it's just in this first season of Twin Peaks. But then you also get like a community, which is the second season is much better than the first okay. season. Sure. Because you got to like, you got to do all the shit you got to do and you yeah. got to hammer it out and you got to yeah. like do it. It's like when I, uh, when I talk to, or talk, when I, when I meet improvisers or comedians and I'm like, Oh, the window is open. Sorry about this. This might be a little bit of loudness. Vamp yeah, for a wondered, second. I just wondered why there... This just uh, sounds like a lot of talking bad. going on outside. I was oh, like, because it's Vancouver Collective Talk. Oh, wow. That's right. ridiculous. Oh, there's a big crowd yet. Oh, that was, yeah, it sounds like there's a... Yeah, they're all... Uh, oh, Dave, you know what it is. People are lined up for the uh, 300th episode. Oh, already? already starting. So wow. Well, I'd uh, say you really got to get on that. Don't let them know there's a couple of weeks until it... Uh, yeah, well, don't tell them, though. Mm-hmm. No, it's like when I, when I meet like a comedian who's starting off in the first couple of years or, sure. or improviser yep. and I want to go like I want to be encouraging but I also don't want to pay too much attention to what you're doing okay. because right now you're burning stage time you're just burning stage time it's fine yeah. Yeah. it's like what do you think of my act and it's like uh, it doesn't matter is what I think of your act <laughs> at all it doesn't fucking matter at all because yeah. all this stuff is going to be shit to you yeah. in like you know oh that's true enough two years Yeah. so it doesn't matter mm-hmm. what you're doing is you're just learning how to hold a microphone yeah. or you're learning how to uh, take control of an audience and you're sure. learning how to what your body feels like on stage and how you're reacting to people Mm -hmm. so basically don't be a dick uh go on stage and uh, do your stuff sure sure yeah i'll join you in your second season it'll be fine that's it that's it when i draw frank bigfoot what i should do right away is just make him squash down like shorter and more squat and then i'll 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 just get past that whole eventual evolution to that shape as all as all art tends to go that way like all cartooning art usually everyone starts off lanky and then they slowly (laughs) compress into something that's more more a bit stockier and a little more compact that's just how people draw. You, Tintin, yeah. doesn't matter who. You just name a name and, and you you look back and, and you go, oh, here they started as an eight-foot-tall person and then they ended up as a four-foot-tall ball. <laughs> and that's just the natural progression of, yep. of uh, drawing. Yep. And then if you go long enough, uh, you become Schultz and you just get a shaky hand. And, uh, just, <laughs> a you know, very appealing shaky hand. It was very I, appealing. I, I agree. Yeah. It's very, it's a warm I, it's a warm I, I just got a message from my wife. She was saying that there's because uh, we're going to uh, Oregon for the yep. for the thing. Sure. And she's going right now. There's uh, apparently 14 mile backups uh, in Oregon right now. People driving to Oregon. Wow. Yeah. And this is on Thursday. Wow. 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 <laughs> and this is going on on Monday. Yeah. We'll see so, what happens. Wh- uh, have you booked a place to stay and everything? Yeah, we're gonna okay. stay in. Uh, we're we're very, we're fr- pretty close by uh, the day of. We're about an. Hour. We're technically an hour away. Okay. Under normal circumstances, mm-hmm. so we're gonna leave quite a few hours beforehand uh-huh, for safety's uh-huh. sake. And where where are you staying? Uh, we're staying. Uh, we got an Airbnb in what town though? Uh, I believe it's. Uh, I believe in Portland. Oh, you're staying in Portland. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Just curious. Just curious. I didn't know if it was like more of a rural sort of uh, event happening, and you were staying. Well, you're staying off to, the trail. We're going to Salem. We got another. Yeah, we got another place. Salem's fine. Salem's fine. Is it? Have you been there? Yep. Okay. Oh, yep. All right. We'll yeah. see what so happens. So you just there's, Oregon is an interesting place because there's like Portland, mm-hmm. which of course has been ruined by Portlandia, as we all I know. I think I say by Brandon Graham. Oh no, Brandon Graham's great. He's um, in Portland though, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that. Are you saying that he ruined Portland? No, no, I didn't say anything like that. Okay. So uh, that's what I, I I heard tell. <laughs> so, 
Uh, she didn't read my message to him that I wrote on Twitter today. You said don't ruin Portland? I did not say that. What did you say? I said uh, keep Portland weird. And I put in quotation marks because I was joking. It's not really that weird there. It's one of those sort of things like I love that thing by uh, Maria Bamford where she's talking about going to work and <laughs> it's crazy here. Yes. You know, and it's never it's never, never crazy. Nope. Yeah, people always. They put bacon on donuts there. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> I know. What, what 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 breakfast is this? <laughs> they put they put bacon on donuts and they charge you more for it. It's crazy. Uh, so uh, no, it's just that Portland and uh, a couple other towns are like little satellites in the middle of a very redneck place. Yeah. So once you leave, once you once you leave certain areas of of, of those sort of areas, it's like deliverance. Mm. So you just want to be careful. Yay. This don't step. Those big red areas. Don't step in them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Stay how, in the blue uh, areas. We'll see how uh, we can uh, we can we can act pretty American if we need. Is that to. right? Yeah. We'll do it. Fine. You can put in a, a drawl. A little bit. Yeah. I remember uh, being in a department store in Portland when I was a kid. I was looking at um, video games uh, in the classic sense of the word, i.e., Atari games or, or the handheld Mattel football games nice. and stuff like that. And there was a, a kid there with me, same age as me, and we started talking. And kids, and you can talk. Kids, yeah, we're just sort of talking to each other, and but he had like a uh, a twang, like a rural, yeah, you know. I'm t- I can't even imitate it, but you know what I mean. Like yeah. he had a, and I said, and so I said, I assumed that he was a tourist like me, and I said, "Where are you from?" And he said, "Oh, I'm from this town in Oregon." And I was like, "Oh, but you have a you have a bit of a different accent." And he goes, "Yeah, that's how a lot of people people talk outside of this area, you know." And I went, "Whoa, okay, yeah, did not know that, did not, because we just." Went to Portland when I was a kid. We didn't really go to. We would go over to the coast, but yep. the coast is all tourists, so you don't, you don't experience it. I think like I think Salem will be down with this because uh, yeah, all their hotels are sold out mm-hmm. long in advance. Oh yeah. So basically, it's the, the, isn't it the state capital, Salem? That is a good question. I'm not quite sure. Uh, it's not, I don't think it's Eugene. So I think I believe it's Salem. Let's see. Or is it? Oh no! You know what I was going to do? I was going to do the thing where you say the hey. And then the thing with the, uh, you know, the thing you do for Apple to get information. Okay. But the problem is, if you say that on a podcast and someone's playing it, it will then activate theirs and everyone gets mad at you. Oh, okay. So I'm not going to do that. Don't do that. Just, just, just are, are you that curious that you're going to look it up? Can I, I, can I, I just guess? Sure, go ahead, guess. Because then someone's going to say, Dave, you idiot, it's Helena, or whatever. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, Dave, guess. I was guessing uh, Salem, but maybe it, maybe it's Helena. All I don't right, know. let's see. What, let's, let's I, see. I'm no expert on Oregon. Yeah, who would know? You're right, Salem. Oh, I am an expert on Oregon. <laughs> Good for you. What can I say? Good for you. But, Our you many... know, they're going to be making uh, money hand over fist on this. So oh, I for think sure. that makes people happy. Why wouldn't they? Uh, yeah. Don't mind the city Tourist... slickers coming into town. Hey, there's nothing that people who live in a town love more than a bunch of people coming there and just cl- clogging everything up. Yep. Nothing makes people happier. As we know from our Olympics experience, yep. everyone was so happy. <laughs> They were pretty happy. It, they it were was, pretty it happy. It was ridiculous how happy they people were. They were going down here. zip lines and shit. Yeah, they people, were fine. People were happy. I'm joking. They were fine. Yeah. And everyone's making money. So that's good. Everyone likes money. Who didn't like money? Yeah. You know, people, but, everyone, look, you're right. Everyone loves money. Yep. But not everyone likes working to get money. But you're oh. right that everyone likes money. But everyone likes making more money than they there's normally a, would there's for a the weird, same amount of work. There's a weird disconnect between working and money that I, I've noticed. Tell us more. Well, people will complain about their job, okay, and com- you know, and and they don't like it, and they're mad that they're there, and they're shuffling around and kicking things because right. it's a big, big waste of time. And ugh. I'm sorry, they're kicking things. Huh? Yeah, you know, like even even at, even metaphorically, even metaphorically. All right. But then, yeah, that's you know that job that they're they're not liking and they're making a big fuss about. It, that's what gives them the money that they need to live. You know, like 
So yeah, enjoy it. You, you may as well enjoy it unless you, you gonna, unless you plan to leave. Yeah, you don't realize the thing is the plan is to win the lottery. So this job that's, is just in the way until they a, win the lottery. Not a good plan. They're just going to win not, the lottery. Not a good that's plan. That's the American dream. Not a good plan. Okay, well, that's why you're in Canada. If you're in America, you'd be uh, knowing that you want to win that lottery. And that's the whole thing. I, I, and once, and once then, you. then you're going to make all the money and you're going to be fine. It's, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the future. I, I agree with you. I think you're right. I think people either think in, – in, I think this is true in Canada as well. People either expect that they're going to win the lottery mm-hmm. or they're going to become famous. Okay. And those are the two things that are going to happen in, in our lives to change whatever is happening in our lives, i.e. that we don't have to like take control of our lives and like make the changes ourselves – fortune and chance is going to step in and put us on that golden road yeah the famous thing doesn't sound too good they, no one no one seems happy when that uh no. totally happens yeah yeah it's weird i was watching i was actually lisa was watching a show the other day and it was um it was a couple's and it was like a house hunting kind of a show okay and these cup these this couple was were was looking for a, a rural home mm-hmm. that had a view of a lighthouse and that was going to make all the difference in their lives. And I'm serious. Yeah. They were really pegging a lot, like putting a lot of hope on this lighthouse thing and, and their executive kitchen. The, the, the two, the two criteria. Open concept. Yeah. No, no, they wanted like a fancy kitchen, like yeah. a fancy cooking kitchen. Got it. With a view of the lighthouse. Okay. Everyone likes open concept though too on these shows. I'm sure always, they did. They didn't really talk about concept. it. They didn't talk about open concept. Why do you in this not show. trust your children? You have to see them at all. <laughs> Okay, so 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 how'd it go down? I didn't watch all of it because what? I don't care. Well, what I well, I had to go to work. About those shows they normally work. show you three houses. I'm like, where'd you find yeah, they three did. houses? Why'd you they find did. three lighthouses? Well, what they did is they just I think they just triangulated around the same lighthouse. They would have as to, far as yeah. I could tell. That's not much difference. I said to Lisa, "Is this one of those shows where some uh, rich couple just moves out of rural area and drives the prices up?" And she said, <laughs> "She said, yeah, yeah." So, yeah. Because yeah, I know those people bring money with them, yeah. but the problem with people bringing you money into an area is that essentially, like someone comes with a big ship full of gold, and then your puka shell economy fo- just collapses. Mm. And that's essentially what happens when people come from the city into rural areas, right. as they bring their chests of gold, and your puka shell economy falls apart in front of you. And then the people who've grown up and lived in these areas can no longer afford to live there. I was wondering that was, and they're like shoved down the road. Somewhere a Galliano Island, because like mm-hmm. whenever I hear people going to, I'm moving to Galliano Island. What are you going to do? I'm going to sell my jewelry. Mm. You sell your jewelry. Yeah, that's what you're doing, Galliano Island. Like, how cheap is rent in <laughs> Galliano Island? That, that jewelry set. Because yeah, yeah. listen, it's all hippies, man. Yeah, they're jewelry heavy already. Okay. They don't have no jewelry. Yeah, that's not something they're missing. Yeah. So you're saying it's like a... antibiotics would be a good thing to bring over and sell. <laughs> on the, on the, yeah, yeah. You know, instead. Sure, sure. I guess because of, all, cause of that, all the free love. Is that I guess what, what I think when they they say yeah. that it's yeah. like, what are you going to do? How are you going to make money? Oh, I'm going to sell jewelry. Oh, mm-hmm. drugs, huh? Mm, that's right. Sell mean. some drugs, huh? Sure, yeah, yeah. Because you're not selling jewelry, no. mm-hmm. you know. And what do you? Tw- is that your eight-hour-a-day job? Your ten-hour-a-day job? You just set a stand-up and just like well, by the road. Maybe they go door to door. Oh my God! Could you imagine? <laughs> you know what you look at in a bracelet <laughs> and nothing else. And nothing else. What? Why? What? I also have some uh, antibiotics for you. Yeah, I'm not even sure if there are police on this island. <laughs> I'll call whoever you want. <laughs> good, good luck. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't either mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, when I see those houses, uh, or when I see those shows where it's the people selecting the houses, yeah. one, you know, if it's Van- if the difference between Vancouver and everywhere else is just so ridiculous. Depends, like, it depends. There's lots of houses. It's there's lots of thousand. There's lots of ridiculous places. It's one point two million. Yeah. It's like always same house. There's yeah. lots of ridiculous places, and lot. it's it is starting to even out. Like right. like the the old dream of this idea. Like you know what? I'm going to move to Saskatchewan. 
and I moved to Saskatoon and buy a house there for nothing. Yeah. And I live in, nope, that's, that's over. The government will give you the land for free. That's over, folks. As long as you folks. build a house on yeah. it. Yeah, oh, those days are gone. They're gone, yeah. Those days are so, gone. But there's they, they always, the people who are trying to push, like there's always like the one mm-hmm. lady and the one guy. Yeah. And the one person is like, you got, just stay in your own house and we'll fix it all up for you. Okay, be nice sure. and pretty. This is, uh, what's that show called? Love It or List It. Love It or List It, that's Yeah, right. but it's it's a common thing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the others are trying to sell you on it. But it always seems like a really good deal. Like all the, all these houses look like really good deals and they're and there's great and everyone's so fussy. And then they make <laughs> your house gorgeous. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you, you're so yeah. fussy. But there's always yeah. like. We couldn't give you the one thing you wanted, yeah, yeah. which was your open concept laundry room. Yeah, yeah, okay. you can't have a door. You <laughs> got to climb it through the windows. <laughs> but I got you everything else except that. That does seem kind of bad. If yeah, you, you got to go into the door. chimney every night. That does seem. I can see they're complaining. Like when I when I watch those shows, all like what I think is, oh, you know what I got to do? I got to create one of those shows, mm. and I got to be the first guy on it. Yeah, because that way, one, I'm getting paid to do it. Yeah, I get the nice deal. Yeah, uh, and uh, there you go. That's the only way to do it is just actually be a damn producer. Sure, and like uh, be the guy and just go. Listen, we're gonna just do it with me as a mm-hmm. pilot. Yeah, we're gonna do it for me first. Yeah, and it'll be legit. And then there we go. And then I get a nice house out of the deal. The best thing. No matter what happens, I get a house. Yeah. The best thing, of course, is to be the person with that equity in a home that they bought before everything went cuckoo bananas. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But I mean. But then the world resents that person. They see them. Who doesn't? I feel it all the time. Yeah. What the show I'd like to do in Vancouver is you do go door to door. (laughs) You just go and you knock on people's door and you go like, how'd you do it? (laughs) <laughs> did you get a house what do you what do you yeah, rich yeah. or you got a criminal thing yeah. going on you got some yeah. some drugs going on mm-hmm. okay thanks going next door knock, <laughs> knock, knock, knock. how'd you do it yeah how'd you get a house oh 20 years ago huh that's mm. pretty, makes sense that's that's that story checks out for sure how do you think the person next door got it because <laughs> they're young yeah ah uh, yeah drugs yeah all right next you think it's all drugs i don't know how though yeah, like, I don't all know. All these houses are valued at like, you know, over a million. Yeah. And it's all in swamp land and all their fences are sideways. Yeah. And it's like, well, no, this is all bullshit. Yeah. At some point, someone's going to have to go, this is not true. Yeah. And then everything's going to fall apart. I don't know. But I'd like, that's what I'd like to do is just go knock on each doors. And that's that. That's my documentary TV series. How'd you do it? Yeah. What's the deal? <laughs> What's the deal is better? It seems, What's the deal? What's the deal with like uh, you having this house? It seems like a lot of those people who you're mystified by have corporate jobs. So they have like high level corporate jobs. And I assume those jobs have some money involved in them. Consistently for this amount of time to be able to buy a house that's like $1.2 well, million? Dollars? You know, if you are making, say you had a six figure salary. Okay. You're in the hundred thousands. Sure. And your husband's in the hundred thousands. Okay. Let's go with that. You can build up a little bit of savings. Okay. You know, but you have the you have the income to support the ginormous mortgage that's that is part of this. Okay, so say say you go, you got two hundred thousand dollar income between the two. Yeah, and the house is one point two million dollars. Okay, yep. and it's going to keep going up. But uh, you, once you buy it, it stops going up. No, I so, understand that, okay. but the property taxes do keep going. The up, The property right? taxes go up. Yep, that's part yeah, of it. Okay, so uh, so what do you do? Is like the person with the two hundred thousand dollars and and that. What do you do? You just get like a real expensive mortgage. Yeah, to town? you have a big mortgage, and then uh, that's what everyone does. Now the people that have this hundred thousand and hundred thousand. Yeah. How do they consistently keep that job for that amount of time? Because like, what jobs are they doing that have that consistency? That they'll be able to pay off that mortgage and it won't want to all fall apart in this economy. Well, this day and age. I mean, what's the consistent job you could do that you would keep getting yeah, that amount of money yeah. for that amount of time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't that's know. Okay. I don't know. That's my that's my show. Knock yeah. knock knock. <laughs> exactly. But but I like when you watch those shows where people are buying houses. It seems like they have like 
I always seem to work like in some sort of corporate yeah. job, like they're legal or whatever, yeah. right? You want to go back in five years? So, ago, still got that job? But I imagine if you have a job like that, uh-huh. that you can go to other places and have jobs like that. I, I don't really know. Yeah. I don't have. Do you? Yeah, I'm not a person who has jobs the point like where that. We both raise our shoulders and I'm like, go, I yeah, don't know. Just, that's yeah. my that's my show. Is what? How do you do it? I am. What, in, what job do you do? Is the other yeah, question. Yeah. My yeah. job is slightly. Slightly above a McDonald's fry cook, yeah, but not much. Here's here's the people I know that have nice houses. Yeah, and it's like, how'd you get this uh, house? Oh, I had a TV show for X amount of years. Mm. That's it. Those are the only people I know that have that kind of thing going. Yeah, yeah. Or I'm a lawyer. Yeah. Uh, and even those people, I'd, I I know like four lawyers. Yeah. Okay, one is just like kind of starting out, so they got regular money. But like the other three lawyers, two of them have had to stop being lawyers because shit happened, and the other one's still doing okay. But the, the, okay. they had uh, big old houses, and then shit went down. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, once you buy your house, yeah, your house isn't. I mean, the way it is right now, our your, our our investments don't go down. So if things do go sideways, you can sell your house, pay off your mortgage. And take a little bit of money away yeah, with you. I I have seen the investments go down. Like I understand the land. I I get that the land doesn't yeah, yeah. go down, but the house. I've seen people do things that have trashed their houses to the point where their houses lose a lot of value. Okay, well that's that's silly, but yeah. And pretty consistent. It's like it's really? like if they get it. Yeah, if you get it too fast. Yeah. You don't respect it, and then it goes away. Mm. That's that's what I've found. Okay. You know, I had a good I had a good friend and uh, and without saying who they are and what happened, uh, but they had two houses. They actually did quite well. They were involved in different things. Okay. Some entertainment and some other I won't say legitimate business. <laughs> there was entertainment and then there was some other business business. Yeah. And so they got to the point where they had like uh, two houses. Wow. And so they ended up having someone look after this house for them mm-hmm. and this person who they trusted who worked for them and that person ended up starting a crack house out of it. Well, that house is uh, yeah, fucked yeah. beyond yeah. recognition. Of course. And you go like, well, that's an unusual situation. Not quite because I got another friend. Yeah. Same deal. Mm-hmm. They There was a house mm-hmm. and uh, there's uh, they, they got their sister to look after the house. Well, the sister got a drug problem mm. and it became a crack house and that house is fucked up too. I so it's like I, it, this is this happens yeah you know people fuck it up because sure. they, they get the they get the thing and then they don't know how to deal with it but yeah the land will still increase in value yeah the land will increase in value. <laughs> i mean the house is you're i mean in most cases if you live in an older house and i'm assuming these houses that you're talking about were older houses one was one wasn't okay uh you know it's gonna get sold by some to someone who's gonna tear it down and rebuild on it anyway you know, that just seems to be the way it is now. We went for a little drive now, around. yeah, that's true. We went for a little drive around my old neighborhood yeah. the other night after we had our dinner with Nina. And uh, uh, your old neighborhood does not believe in streetlights. That's perfectly fine. Mm. To me, it's perfectly fine. Like as a kid, yeah. I, it was, I, you know, I walked home from my friends around that corner and it was fine. I didn't mind. And what's nice about a place like that is you can see the stars at night. If you live in a place that's all streetlights, you just get so much light pollution that... What's nice about nighttime is is gone, you know. My wife would agree with you probably on mm-hmm. that. I like lights because I walk around at night, and uh, yeah. when it gets dark for a number of blocks, carry it's like, a, this feels a little carry a flashlight. It's fine. Uh, yeah, I mean it's an older neighborhood. I mean it was built in the '60s. We we moved into that house in 1967 mm-hmm. or '66. '66, yeah, 1966. So you know that's an old neighborhood, and that house we moved into is an old house, and so I really can't blame people for tearing these houses down and building ginormous houses that have no yards. Well, actually, I can blame them. (laughs) Because if you live in a house and you have no yard 
and you have a family, my question is, where do your children play? Mm. You know, like I can't imagine in where today's in today's terrible world that they allow kids to wander down the street like we did when I were kids and go play in Monday Park across the road. That's not going to happen. So, so the kids are stuck in the house. And there's no yard for, to speak of, you know, like when we were kids, the whole place was a yard. Everyone's, you know, I pointed to friends' houses. Well, it was what was nice besides the house in the corner. There was an older couple that did not have did not have uh, kids for us to play with. Although they did have a, a wolf, they had a wolf in their backyard. But uh, the other my other friends are our yards uh, connected. So we could just hop over the fence and go play in their in their yards yeah. and stuff like that, right? And they could hop into over our fence and play in our yard, and that was nice. But, we, you know, everywhere was a place to play when we were kids. What are you laughing at? I'm laughing at the wolf in the backyard. They had a wolf. I, I dis, don't disagree. I mean, we said it was a wolf anyway. We it's, had a neighbor. eyes looked very wolfish. We had a neighbor who had actually it was a legit half wolf. Okay. Yeah, half wolf, half mm-hmm. whatever. We said half that. Half cat, half if, wolf. You know, once you see a dog that looks scary, it's a, it's a wolf. Sure. But, yeah, so we went day, for don't a... Don't cry wolf if it's, a, if it's not a wolf. We went for a drive, and you could see where people have bought older houses... And tor- turn them down and build build new ones. The hilarious part of it, of course, is that if you look at these old houses that are so terrible, like the construction of these old houses is wonderful. Yeah. Like the amount, like the 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 like the wood in the houses that were built when like in the past, like fifty years ago or whatever. Like the wood in that house, it's furniture quality wood. <laughs> Yeah. Like you go to like a Windsor plywood now and look at like Douglas fir, how much it costs to buy Douglas fir. It is insane what it's what it's worth. And then you go to like an old house and they their studding is made of Douglas fir. You're like, what? How? What? You know. So it was just garbage wood in those days, and it's just wonderful wood. Uh, it's you know, like I say, it's furniture quality wood, and it's being used as studding and and an old house and shiplap and whatnot. It's crazy. Uh, so tearing these houses down is just mental to me because yeah. they are s- such high quality. Like compared to what you could build now, it's built made of like you know the, all this wood that's more crooked than the people building the house. It's just amazing, like that you'd want to that kind of garbage. But anyway, there's all this garbage house with with all this cultivated stone facing and everything, and it just looks like it feels like the only way that we're going to be able to fix this problem and uh, save these houses is uh, we get this Frank Bigfoot thing going. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Is he going to investigate this? No, not investigate. Oh, make make us a lot of money. Oh, are you thinking there's a lot of money in Frank Bigfoot? We never know. Why wouldn't there be? You're right. You don't know. What was the last big thing? Uh, a girl falls in love with a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> who knows? Who knew that would do something? Yeah. Yeah. That was the last big thing. How sure. was the other one? The uh, girl who uh, fights Hungry Games because mm. they're hungry. Yeah. There you go. And then you go like, what's this movie about? Oh, it's about a Bigfoot private eye. Fucking fantastic. <laughs> Fucking fantastic. <laughs> First of all, again, get yeah. the erotic Bigfooters in there. <laughs> Secondly, got the th- furries. You seem to think this is a big then, audience. Third, third audience. Mm-hmm. Hey, you like Rockford Files? Yeah. He dresses like the guy in the Rockford Files. Yeah. Oh, I love Rockford Files. Well, this is that with the Bigfoot. Yeah. Fantastic. Fourth, fourth audience. Yep, yep. Hey, you like the 70s? I do, but I think I've seen a little bit too much of the 70s in L.A. How about the 70s Seattle? Mm. Ooh, yeah. love it. Love it. Well, you guys got Ivers Clams in there? Ivers Acres of Clams, yeah. We, we do. Is he drinking a Rainier beer? Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. Rainier beer. There you go. Listen, we talk to Rainier. Yeah. We get a little sponsorship. Are they around? Little, uh, I think they're still around. Greasy but they're, the Palm. They're like, they're like uh, yeah. owned by someone else. Yeah, yeah, he's drinking a beer in certain mm-hmm. shots. Get that label out. Get <laughs> the Ivers Clam money in this. Okay. Pays okay. for itself. Everything else, pure profit, Jack. Okay. Nothing like product then, placement to make it again, seem, seem legit. Again, Mobster. <laughs> okay. That's that's a second movie or teased at the end of this one. Sure. Now here's the thing you do with the Loch Ness Mobster. Uh huh. He's a bad guy in the second film. Yeah. But we pull a Fast and Furious good okay. guy in the third film. In their family. Yeah. 
Yeah. And they uh, they become kind of family. Like the two of us have to team up. Yeah. For the third film. Yeah. And we got to fight Al Pacino. Do you think that's? I don't know if I want to be like. Ah, we'll see. I really don't like when the. You got some artistic. Uh, I just don't like when the the bad guy who's actually like a murderer becomes a good guy. Like, oh, it's terrible. You idea. can't like you can't. Why, why do you forgive him for all this murder he caused? And yeah. I don't know if I can go with that. Yeah, if there was another Bible, the devil and the Ooh, God what? would team up. Uh, what's uh, what is this we hear? Oh, let's see. Oop. What was that would it? have been an undercover police car. Nice. I didn't think it was an ambulance because ambulances don't usually go with the boo, 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 boo. Well, it was an undercover police car, the kind you'll see in Frank Bigfoot. <laughs> well, let's ask this. We're kind of wrapping up here. Uh, we can't what? quite wrap up yet. Okay. We, we got have, a big gotta, bunch of stuff to do at well, the end. we got to do TikTok. Okay, we're going to do some TikTok. We've got a special correspondent with us today. Okay, we're going to do some TikTok. Yeah. Uh, but before we before we do that, let yeah. me just throw this out to you, you folks. Yeah. Uh, would you read a Frank Bigfoot graphic novel? <laughs> would you read that? Would you read that? Yeah. Uh, answer honestly. Please. And uh, if uh, three of you say yes, Dave will do it. He promises <laughs> on his honor. He knows how to mm. color a uh, big yeah, story look, now. He knows how nice. to do it. It'll look nice. Uh, it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll be good stuff now that Can we I... got this in, you know, uh, into the publishing world. In Lake Flynn. Sure thing. All right. Uh, Chick Talk, tell me more. Well, I was going to say we should bring our special correspondent over. Oh, and I, we're gonna, I don't think you should is what we're hearing from uh, the other. From you don't think you should come over? Why not? Because you can tell the story <laughs> about the eggs. You, you come and talk, dear. You know more, about me, more than me about what's going on, <laughs> dear. Don't, don't embarrass me like this. Don't embarrass me like this. Come on over. Well, just let me do the... Uh... All right. Do you want to come over? I cock a doodle <laughs> Hey, sweetie. Hey. Uh, so uh, this is Chick Talk. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a little update on what's happening with Wait, Noisy. are you saying this just because it's a woman here? Now it's Chick Talk? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. I'm, okay. se- I'm sexist. By the way, my, I, I, I pull the blinds down with my butt somehow. <laughs> <laughs> butt talk. So, uh, introduce our guest. So, this is my wife, as uh, most people, many listeners know, my wife Lisa, Hazel spelled backwards, uh, who is here uh, to catch us up on what's going on with uh, Noisy, our uh, chicken who's come to live with us, the chicken who came to dinner. Um, so, dear, Chick Talk. Chick Talk. Let's have an update here. What's going on? Well, how's Noisy doing? She's laying eggs. She's laying eggs. Yeah. She's contributing to the household finances. Yeah, finally. I like that. Yeah. At first, she didn't lay any eggs, and then she laid two monster eggs. Two monster eggs. Yeah. Basically, they were a double yoker. Yeah. We did have one. Yeah. And then she started laying eggs that were normal. Um, and then the shells started getting kind of weird and bumpy, and then she okay. laid three shellless eggs. That's odd. And what else did she do? And she ate the last she one. Ate the, she, ate, she ate her own egg. Yeah. Which seems wrong somehow. It does. I feel like, I feel like she's, she's become, maybe she's gone crazy. Living in our backyard? <laughs> you wish. <laughs> You're just looking for an excuse to get rid of her. No, 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 no. no, no, no. I'm just suggesting. No, you like just, joker. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> that's right. I'm just creating a narrative here uh, that maybe, maybe. She needs some guinea pigs for company. I don't, no, no, that's yeah, not yeah, what yeah, I suggested. Yeah, yeah. Guinea no, no. pig ranch. I no, see it I don't, in my future. I don't guinea see pig ranch. any. Yeah, I, I don't know where this is. This has gone way off noisy, of TikTok. This all is, these little guinea pigs surrounding her in mm. the little mini chicken house. You should have at least Very one good. guinea pig to test that out first. Yeah. Sort of like a guinea pig no, mini. Let's not talk about that. We're talking about TikTok here right now. So, so is she? How is she? Like, is she doing well? Because you know, it's been a really hot summer. Yeah, and that's one a of the reasons summer, that the cell apparently they will um, 
they'll lay eggs that don't have shells is because of the heat. When, it, when the so, heat gets too yeah, much. When it got a little cooler, then she laid some mm-hmm. regular eggs. I'm just going to make another song reference. The heat is on. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she's not doing so well. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's uh, that covers everything. All right. <laughs> Okay. What is your nickname? For, by, by the way, we cannot have an animal without you uh, giving it a nickname. What is her nickname? Okay. Well, first of all, it's Noisy Noise. And we tried to get this little stopwatch that you stopwatch had. that I had yeah. and put it around her neck and take yeah, a picture. She, you tried to so make me put like, this. Uh, she did not like that. She, flavor, flavor, she, was comp- <laughs> she was audibly complaining when I was trying yeah. to put uh, that. So I think you had it with like a, around like a... It was, was it just a, on a little, well, it was like, on a little... Like a bungee cord. Bungee cord. Thing. That you so, had. Yeah, and it didn't work. So anyway. She did not like that. it. She did no. not like me trying to put it on her neck. I'm so, just going to say that. Noisy Noise, not a, not a name anymore. No. So now, then I thought, okay, miniature leather jacket with a little miniature motorcycle. And okay. she could be like that um, defunct Quebec drug lord, uh, what are they called? Motorcycle gang, the rock machine. So she's actually the noise machine. That's her name. That's her name now, the noise, noise machine. machine. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So, and she's living up to it. The neighbor is still not <laughs> waving at me. Anyway. Okay. Goodbye. Bye, dear. Goodbye. Thank you. Special correspondent Lisa Williamson reporting. Hey, Ian. Welcome uh, back to the uh, show. Uh, some interesting stuff. I, uh, Thank you. I heard a story about... Uh, we like to keep the show interesting. That's why we talk about chickens. I heard a story about a guy. He had a, he had a chicken. Okay. And it would not lay an egg. Okay. So it poured hot water up and down its leg. Yeah. It poured hot water up and down its leg, and mm-hmm. this darn old chicken laid a boiled egg. A boiled egg. <laughs> Is that right? A boiled egg. Yeah. This darn old chicken if you say it laid a boiled enough egg. Enough times. I heard that he, sh- that he shook it around. It laid a scrambled egg. That's what I heard myself. Is that what you heard? I heard. I just... That's... What I heard actually, I heard that he he stole the egg. It oh. laid, laid a poached egg. <laughs> so anyway, uh, uh, if you guys, guys want to, here you know we've been talking. I heard he got it really stoned. Okay, and it laid a fried egg. It's nice. <laughs> it's all it's all good stuff. Well, uh, if you got a joke that would be better than those, Maybe. send it in. There's no better uh, joke. Now we've been talking for a long time about. This, I heard the uh, chicken betrayed him. Oh, it turned out the egg eggs Benedict. <laughs> anyway, go on. Go on with the. Uh, what are you going to say? What? <laughs> so what I was going to say is I quit. <laughs> two two episodes before our three hundredth. Perfect if you, timing. If you feel like co-hosting a three hundredth episode of a show, uh, come on down. Um, here's what's going on. Uh, yes. For a long time, we've been saying, "Hey, we're going to take you to dinner if you give us your name, and we'll figure something out. We'll take you to White Spot." Yeah. Here's what's going to happen. Okay. Three hundredth right. episode. We'll put some names in a hat. We'll yep. figure something yep. out. We'll yep. pick yep. one out, and this will be the person. And then if they cannot do it, we will have uh, other names that we will have. Uh, okay. Consequently, we'll do reserve. Yeah. We'll have a reserve champion. Reserve champion, and then you know we okay. may do a couple. We may take yeah, why a couple not? of people out. Why not? We'll see how that goes. We're we'll in the money. Play it by ear on the night. We've got this Frank Bigfoot money coming in. And guys, you're going to see the hat. You're finally going to see the raffle hat. Yeah, the raffle hat. Yeah. People have been like, "Could we see what the raffle hat looks like?" Nope. Of course you can't. Yeah. But now you can if you come you down can. to the show live, sure. which is August 31st at uh, seven o'clock. Show up a little earlier than that at the Eighth Dimension uh, Comic Store. That's in Vancouver. Basically, basically Broadway and Maine. Maine. Basically, basically, uh, it's uh, n- next to. It's very close to a post office. Yep, it's close to the Wallflower. Sure, sure it's is. Uh, if you've gone to a Pulp Fiction bookstore, you've gone too far. <laughs> but go gone. in there if you want and get some that's, books. That's what I do. Turn I, around, come I like, back. I like to go too far. Yeah, try to guess uh, what car is Dave's. Maybe he's parked <laughs> out front. Go wonder if that's Dave's car. No, then after the show, watch th- what car Dave gets into and go like, yeah, I yeah. did it. You could do that. That kind of stuff. Anyway, we're going to be doing that again with Steve Scrosh, who uh, is a a great cartoonist. 
Uh, yeah. He's worked on uh, films with the Wachowski uh, was brothers, now sisters. Uh, he's worked uh, with George Miller. He's uh, currently working with Brian K. Vaughn hmm. on uh, We Stand on Guard, which yep. is a uh, comic about the war between America and Canada and nice. the future. And he's got a book coming up uh, that he's doing himself that he's writing called uh, Maestros. So we're going to talk to him about all that and more and then probably just talk about chickens for most of the time. <laughs> that's uh, that's the way we play it. We, we, we're big on chickens here. And we still have the deal going where if you uh, uh, give us a little story, a little short story about two minutes long, yep. uh, an origin story about something in your life, something like that, Dave will provide a soundtrack uh, for that. Did Can that we talk about that a little bit just oh, before absolutely. we before please, we go? Because you said you said you really enjoyed that uh, playlist. I did. I enjoyed the, uh, the 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 soundtrack you did for Marcus. So this was for Marcus week. Harwell's yep. uh, his. Um, Story that he sent us last week. Really good story, by the way, Marcus. You're always welcome to send us more. Please do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and just because you did one once doesn't yeah, mean you can't do one twice. Become a regular correspondent, like our chicken correspondent that we just had on the show, Lisa Williamson, expert chicken correspondent. Mm-hmm. So I just was going to say, so... You've heard of Cub Reporter. This is our Chick Reporter. Chick Reporter. Yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe maybe the Chick Reporter will be there for the 300th episode. I don't know. Oh, well, maybe. It's going to it's gonna be a, a, a narrow thing, actually. I didn't realize that I double-booked double book the show okay uh so i chose the songs i chose for marcus's this was a tricky one because it wasn't really like a story with like a kind of a linear plot right it didn't start and then and it was more kind of like a general story of yes. like this and so uh i had to kind of get i kind of went for the uh i don't know what i, what I went for <laughs> you went for uh the gold you looked before you leave. So what you hesitated I hesitated. Yeah. Lost. So these. So the songs I chose were kind of based on what Marcus said. Sure. So like he liked Cerebus the comic, not so much for the comic part of it. Uh, he liked it for all the words in it, and so I chose Elvis Costello's Pretty Words because see what, the reason I didn't buy Cerebus when I first looked at it was because it didn't have enough drawings in it mm. to sate my thirst. For, I looked at it, and thought this is a lot of money. And to you're spend. a real Satanist. I'm a real Satanist. It didn't uh, have enough. Uh, drawings in it for me and that's that's why i wasn't really into it uh so Second i chose bad pun so it didn't draw you in it didn't draw me See, in. listen there we're into our uh you know this this length of show but, in a hot space it's gonna not get great for jokes but then listen i went with uh hmm? the comic strip related thing i went with serge uh, serge gainsburg's song comic strip which is uh an automa has a lot of onomatopoeia in it. yeah where he uh, tells this girl that he's going to and then it's like pop bam zoo and all the stuff that uh singer madeline bell her name was who did the those those nice. vo- this parts of the song and then uh as a little joke about autobio comics i chose a no fun song called me mm-hmm. which is you know welcome to the united states of me and a lot of song about how great me is and stuff like that which it was a little joke on autobio comics which of course are very me sent me centric and you mentioned uh reminded you of uh, my comic book i which sounds a lot like me there you go there you go and then uh he also mentioned facebook and, and friending you in Facebook as being a thing that we can right. do nowadays. And so I chose a little ironically, of course, I chose the, the Beach Boy song Friends, which is like a little bit of a summertime sure. peon, peon uh, celebration of friendship. And uh, uh, I mean, it's sort of ironically because Facebook friends are, of course, a little different than the friends we've had all our lives or right. warm they're better. friendships. And so yeah, they're better because you don't have to deal with them. That's Absolutely. true. And then the final song, speaking of Maine and Broadway, uh, Marcus was talking about uh, how much he likes Canada, and he found our show, which is very, very Vancouver-centric. And so I chose a Cub song. Do you remember Cub, that band from I the do. '90s? Yeah, I have a short Cub story. I'll tell you after. Sure, and uh, their song "Main and Broadway," which is where we record a show. Absolutely. So there we go. 
and that was, also, those are the songs I chose uh, if for If you've that. never heard of Cub, uh, they also did uh, a song called New York City that was covered by They Might Be Giants. There you go. But I like their version. You know, I like both versions. Okay. But uh, you can look uh, up online, Cub, New York City. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll see a nice video they did. Yep, they did the three albums, and then they went their separate ways, as bands tend to do. I wish I remembered the name of the person who did this, but it was on News World. And it was a show about music and the okay. arts, and it was had a tall, snobby fellow. And I forget uh, what his name was, but he was yeah, a tall bit of now. business. David Gilmore. That would probably be right. That sounds about right. But okay. if I'm wrong, I'm sorry, Mr. Gilmore. Here's <laughs> uh, here's what goes down. So uh, so their, uh, pro- I think their New York City song was actually out. Okay. And they were promoting that. Promoting one. that album. Yeah. Uh, so they had a video of that. Okay. And he went, uh, now they're not a real band. What? This isn't real music. What? And he just went on this thing about how it's not real music because it's just so poppy and so... Oh, okay. Thing. And it's like, you, you can't really call mm. it real music. It's really this pop kind of bubblegum. It was gum. described as cuddlecore. That was the name that was given to it. Cuddle, right, but he really like did, you know, he really mm. kind of talked it down a yes. bit and then put it on. It was a little... And it was like, uh, oh, that's kind of a dick. Condescending. Yeah, it was very condescending. But mm. then the, And then the song came on and I went, I really like that song. Shit. Well, that week, I'm, uh, oh, I'm uh, warming up. Uh, a, a show at CBC called Terminal City. Okay. Not to be confused with the newspaper Terminal City, which yeah. I was cartoonist for. Okay, so anyway, they got a show called Terminal City, and Cub is on the show. So I'm backstage with Cub, mm-hmm. and we're just talking, and we're talking sure, for a little sure. bit, and blah, 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 shooting the shit, and I'm trying yeah. not to be creepy because they're three girls. And so, uh, <laughs> and they were, they were girls, we're all, everyone's young. We're all young, very yeah. young. And uh, so I was like, man. And uh, and then I I mentioned, you know, oh, I saw that video on the uh, this 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 show. So, I really yeah, liked yeah. it. Well, oh, I'm glad you really liked that. Never very nice about that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I assumed that they they saw it from what they said. Oh, okay. I made that assumption. They weren't very happy wrong with... assumption. Oh. So I, I then said, I thought what he said was kind of bullshit about you guys. Well, now they're very alert. It's like, what did he say about it? Uh-oh. Oh, he was said, oh shit. Now I got to be the guy <laughs> who tells you this. So I kind of broke down what they said. And was like, what yeah. the fuck is that about? Yeah, yeah. You know, I was like, son of a, hey, cop, you're doing that stage. <laughs> they're all going on angry. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh no, I, this is not what oh, I wanted to no. happen. Boo. Silly you. Yeah. But they were very sweet. And they used to uh, occasionally show up at uh, little mini comic cons mm-hmm. here in Vancouver and they'd mm-hmm. play their music and we'd sell our mini comics and yeah. they were great. So go check them out. And they did, they have got an uh, uh, an album uh, that Dan DiCarlo, the cartoonist, did a, a cover of that's yeah. uh, also a lot of fun. Their first drummer, Valeria, Valeria Juniper. She, that's uh, a great name. She... she uh, she was a friend of No Funds. Mm-hmm. Uh, did a little kind of, did sort of a little managing of them, and and was a figure at a lot of their shows uh, when I was when I was a fan, or I was, when I was often at shows and stuff. And then she and Paul Leahy, the guitarist um, for No Fun, they formed a band called the uh, Transvestimentals, <laughs> uh, and they did a couple of, I think they did one CD, and yeah, they did some fun stuff as well. Oh, cool! So yeah, she was. Uh, that's that's my connection to Cub. Very nice. So that's all our Cub talk. We that had is, a TikTok and we went we had, to Cub Talk. And we had Cub Talk. Oh, where's our Cub Reporter? They should have covered they the Cub Talk. Yeah. God damn it. Oh. We got the Chick Reporter. We needed the Cub we Reporter. We needed the Cub Reporter. Anyway. Next uh, time. If you want to give us a story and have Dave uh, give you a little Add some music. Add some music to your day. There's another Beach Boys song. That's a reference. Another music reference. Fantastic. Uh, then you, you know can... who really hates when I do that? Hmm. My daughter Eve. Oh. She finds it very annoying when I turn everything she says into a song. Oh, I'm so sorry. Nah, it's fine. I can see why it would get annoying over, you know. You're t- until there you're a teenager. There are worse family problems. There are worse family problems. Pro- but, you know, if you're going to, you know, it's like. Hey, why don't you let us know what your family problems are for two yeah. minutes? We can make a song about that. First uh, first dad problems. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So let me get this information out. Yeah. So you so, talk. Uh, I'll sit back. I'm not going to say a word. I'm not going to say a if word. If you go to Skype, 
our, uh, we're at Sneaky Dragon on Skype, and you'll see our little uh, dragon logo. You can uh, go on there and leave us a two-minute message, and uh, Dave will uh, give you a, 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 you know, a little soundtrack sure. to what you're doing. Or you could do it the email way, get a little MP3, and send it to SneakyD at SneakyDragon.com. That is SneakyD at SneakyDragon.com. Also like it that way. And you can just write to us straight out. Quite a few of you have been writing to us lately, and it's been very nice. We appreciate it. We really think that's very, yeah, we like uh, going, hey, email. Hey, that's nice. Thank you for that. Uh, if you want to talk to us on Facebook, you shout know. Out, shout out to Laurel. Shout out to Laurel. She wrote to us. Uh, Both we ways. appreciate it. She wrote, email yes, she wrote a comment. And, that's right. and that's she right. went to SneakyDragon.com, mm-hmm. put a little thing on the right. uh, messages after uh, each episode. As it's called, bi-textual. Bi-textual. I yep. don't know what we're talking about. So you can also go to SneakyDragon.com. All our episodes are there. Yep. Uh, title cards are there. A lot of good fun stuff. And you can also post what you thought of the episode directly underneath the episode. Right in our faces. Boom. Good. Or go to Facebook, because <laughs> yeah. we just talked about that a second ago. Yep. Uh, why not like our page on Facebook? We like when you like us. And then you can also post things. And I put videos up there. Dave puts stuff on our face, uh, our, our regular web page. Yep. We all put things up. We don't co-communicate. We should. We don't we should. coordinate. We, we should really do that. At all. And if you go Twitter, uh, that's where that horrible president's on all the time. But forget that guy. Go to us. Uh, <laughs> sneaky uh, underscore dragon. That's yes. at sneaky underscore dragon. And, uh, we occasionally... Know, appear there or if you're youthful you're probably on the tumblr i've heard of it sneaky dragon dot tumblr oh gosh darn it go on there go there and you can uh follow us or like us or whatever they do there yeah leave a note Uh, i think uh uh, lickety like us is what they do there you actually have to lick your phone that's what they do it's a sensory thing you you are old and if you if you lick our podcast it's peppermint Mm. yep not a not a flavor i'm really that fond of you don't like peppermint how about chocolate yeah i like chocolate it's pretty good chocolate and peppermint how about incense? Hey, you know what I had the other day? It was an Icelandic candy treat, and it was uh, chocolate-covered licorice. I like half of that. But it wasn't like it wasn't hard licorice. It was like a soft, like kind of a really soft uh, licorice kind of... Um, Gave up the will to live licorice. No, it's just like a jelly, more 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 than a licorice. Okay, so were you ready? But it was ready? like an anise-flavored... Were you, uh, were you I liked ready? it a lot. Were you ready for that jelly? <laughs> I was ready for that jelly. Nice. I was. All right. Good. Glad to hear it. Uh, but yeah, so if you want to contact us, that's all the ways to do that. Thank you for that musical reference, by the way. I appreciate it. <laughs> You're very welcome. Hey, we can all do uh, musical references. Yep. Hey, what's your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite? No, you don't have to answer this. This will be for the audience. Okay. Here's another thing. I would just talk about chickens. What's your favorite song about chickens? Mm. There you go. I got one. I'm not going to say it out loud, though, because okay. uh, Dave will then say stuff and we'll be here for another 90 minutes. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. I've been Ian. Is it Ain't Nobody Here But Us Chickens? Yes, it was. God damn it. <laughs> no way. Really? Yeah, wrap it up. <laughs> Good old Canadian song. Yeah. Why, why wrapping it up? Here's you got to say your name. I've just said my name. we oh. got to sign the contract oh. with the devil that we do every, oh, every okay. uh, week. Ian Boothby, there, in blood. Now you got to say yours. This is Ockfoppel, signing off. <laughs> okay. See you uh, next week. Okay.